Neil, there's a guy on our tower. No, he's not on our tower. Is that our tower? Yes. Get out of here. It's our tower. It's our tower. Is behind the Herald? Yep. All right. All right. You go, uh, Bobby. Robert Annable is his name. Yeah. Clarence is climbing up the tower to try to talk him down. Oh, man. I heard him. I heard it wasn't Robert Edible. I heard it was somebody we know climbed the tower. The thought, crossed, a protest. My, the thought crossed my mind. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of time on his hands. 7 o'clock no. this morning, Robert Edible climbed the tower that sits on a barge on Biscayne Bay, hung an American flag upside down as well as a POW flag. He's, got, he's given him till 5 o'clock. He wants the government to provide him with the story of his brother's disappearance 44 years ago. He said his brother disappeared in 1962. Uh, as a MIA from the government's secret war against Cuba, is what he said. Come on, cut the crap. Cut with the mo stuff. No mo, man. No mo. You gotta like uh, cut the cord already. There ain't no mo. Mo. No, no mo. No mo. No. I no. Heard, I heard your tribute. See, now he's supposed to throw mo. it in there. No, there you go. <laughs> you heard my tribute? Yeah. Oh, you mean that uh, Book of Brian bit? Yeah, we oh. got three great ones. Oh. I'm still sore from that. Yeah, it left you emotional and weeping, probably, like a, like a woman. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. And I see we got the Hialeah Marlins coming. The Flamingos. Not. What a joke. The Hialeah Flamingos. You got Is that what's going to be? Oh, they, sure. can, they can have, change their uniforms to pink. That Don't would be nice. At seventh inning stretch, they're going to have the birds fly around the stadium, just and like they did the all like Mark Goosestep around. Yeah. And uh, I'll be sitting in my box seat with Raul. We'll be sitting yeah. together. Yeah, that's a good idea. Raul can give you like a special spot where they can keep an eye on you. Probably bring us some special cannolis, too. <laughs> well, that's the latest. Same old crap, man. And then I see a big article here on the Racinos. Oh, boy. Oh. Six months now. This is already the uh, last end of January, so six months would be uh, July. Andy Beyer wrote a scathing story about Gulfstream in the Washington Post a couple of days Did ago. Did he? Yeah. Headline construction. Better watch it. They'll stop putting those buyer ratings in the uh, racing form at Gulfstream only. They'll block them out. I don't think they'll be doing that. Construction of new Gulfstream Park points to destruction. What does that mean? Well, that's the headline. Yeah, but what does it mean? Uh, he, he just uh, calls the place bizarre and perverse. Perverse in Hallandale? Oh, yeah. brother. Oh, Man. I bet you Sonny Rosenberg's got something to do with it. says he has destroyed the old Gulfstream. Not only its infrastructure... But it's atmosphere. He's replaced yeah. it with what is being described as an entertainment center with overtones of Las Vegas. I got news for you. That sounds like a big improvement to me because the atmosphere, there was like a mortuary. So maybe Andy Byer hasn't been there in a few years, you know? Oh, Andy what goes there every year. About? Well, yeah, he must, he must have I'll blinders tell you, Andy on. had the same maybe reaction. Maybe borrowed some of the blinders from the horses because uh, that's like a, a morgue in there, at least it used to be. He uh, wrote about the new paddock as a travesty, which I pointed out to them when I toured it. Yeah, but that's got to do with racing. What do they care about that? Yeah, that's the whole point. Right. He's writing a racing piece. And it has nothing to do with racing. That's exactly oh, what it is. Well, racing, what's that? Yeah, thank you. Well, you know something? I can't feel too bad about the racing aspect of it. Cause when you keep no, you're a slot in, player. You, you don't keep, care. Oh, that's not my point. But when you keep bringing in uh, Johnny Maestro and the Brooklyn Bridge and you think that's going to bring horse players, uh, you don't attract people that care about racing. So what, what's uh, to like, you know? So now they're going to be a slot emporium. Right. So why don't they just shut the racing part of it down? Let them race the horses at Calder. Maybe they, they can't will. Get the, they can't get the slots anyway right now, so they can do the horse racing at Calder, and they can just uh, make a big... They can take that whole area. Can you imagine how many acres that covers the track? 
I wouldn't be surprised if that happened one day. they can't get any more slots day. out there, but they can build a gigantic hotel there. And yeah, and that's, what, that's the their plan. That's what they're going to do. Roller coasters. And then they can also have the Broward County Fair in the same uh, in the same joint. I don't know if there's room for the fair anymore. Well, no, I'm saying they can they they build an the amusement park to just have the fair right there. But, I, you know, they own all that property up in Delray where their training center is. Yeah. Don't be surprised if the Delray Marlins. We love the No, I'm not talking about Marlins. I'm talking about racing. I think Delray makes as much sense as Hialeah. I'm talking about the racetrack. Wouldn't you rather go to Delray than Hialeah to see the Marlins? I'm not talking about the Marlins. I know that, but I mean, I'm just trying to like get off this racing crap. It's ponderous. It's going to kill our audience. Would I want to go where to see the Marlins? Delray Beach, as opposed to Hialeah. I'd rather go to Jacksonville than to go to Hialeah. Although you can get on the uh, train to nowhere and go to Hialeah. One of the sites fail. they're talking about is where 75, just uh, just a little bit west of there. Yeah. Where 75 <laughs> leads, yeah. goes into the Palmetto. I say let's put it out in the Okefenokee Swamp. Sounds good to me. See you, Marlins. Bye-bye, you fools, you idiots. Flamingos. Anybody that gets in business with the Wayne deserves whatever they get, you know? If they can't smell that snake from a million miles away, they deserve whatever they get. Whether it was John Henry, whether it's this crowd, you know, when you wrestle with a snake, a snake, you're going to get a bit. I don't think I don't think Wayne has anything to do with with it now, other than it. Well, not now, but he sure did in the beginning. The he sure did in the beginning. And now he's trying to like look like the good guy. Yeah, we're offering you all this land, fifty million and, uh, dollars and fifteen right. acres. We'll make you a salami sandwich on rye. All of a sudden, I'd rather have somebody taste it first, though. <laughs> I wouldn't trust that slime ball as far as I could throw him. How's that uh, Blockbuster Park coming, Wayne, you pockmarked geek? That is the $64 question. Yeah, right. What a liar. What a phony. How's how's his uh, Panthers doing? And by the way, you know, your good friend Alan Cohen that you wined and dined or the other way around at the track that day? Yeah. uh, He can give you a song to dance about how they're going to make money this year. Tell him that lying about the attendance and inflating it by, like, tripling it or quadrupling it every game isn't going to make them money. That those invisible people in the stands disguised as empty seats... They're not going to make any money for him, okay, Alan? You can keep giving away. You know, I'm a season ticket holder, as you know. Of course, the station pays for it, thank God, because I wasn't pay, wouldn't pay them a dime. But uh, so I get all this stuff in the mail, emails at the house all the time. Oh, uh, we'll give you like 4,500 free tickets today if you just show up, or if you. It's just it's just a joke, you know. They're not fooling anybody. Why would he lie about making money? Most owners want to claim they're losing money. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to impress you, to dazzle you with his BS. I have no idea. All I can tell you is that they're, uh, yeah. and again, it's not just them. Around the league, you look and see all these no, Nobody brags about making money Chunks of empty seats. Chunks of empty seats, man. Enormous, gigantic chunks. Well, the, that the reason that New they're Jersey making money, Neil, why would they be making money? You follow you tell me. I don't know. Because they cut the salaries down. Enough. Right, because, well, they're, and their payroll is way below the cap. Yeah. I think I think their payroll is like 20. Well, I'm not the cap is, talking thir- about the cap is a, 39, and the their payroll is 27. No, the campus You have to spend million. 27. That's, yeah, well, the that's the minimum, right? And yeah. I think they're spending 29. So if they but spend the, max the minimum. But the is 39, which most of the teams are spending close to that, and they're spending like way less than that, well, 10 million. Well, they cut their expenses by so much money that they're making yeah. money. Well, good for them. So does that mean they're putting a great product on the ice? I didn't say that. Does that mean they're going to make the playoffs? Does that mean that Longo's going to sign that $30 million contract for five years? I got news for you, Bobby. I take it right now. He ain't playing that great. He really isn't. He's going down too soon. He's letting in a lot of soft goals. Longo, I take that right now, sweetheart. Just say, where's the dotted line? Where do I sign? Where do I sign? And as far as the make-believes are concerned here, this team is uh, not going to make the playoffs either, so they really suck. Not that I want to sound bitter or anything like that, but they stink. <laughs> <laughs>
But you know something? See, there's a difference. They can afford to have them stink here, and they'll still have standing room only every game because it's Toronto. Yeah. And they're going to make a fortune. It's like a license to steal. But in South Florida, you put a mediocre product. When, when is? Can we even remember the last year that they made the playoffs? What was the year? About six years ago. It's the year they lost. They got swept by uh, the Devils. And then the time before that, they lost four out of five to the uh, 2000, Rangers. 2000 was Was that the year? Yep. Well, that's six years ago. Yeah. And they got swept by the Devils, no less. Well, that isn't a hell of a... And, and that's the only time that they've been in that building. Once that they've been in that building, they made the playoffs. Well, that's a pretty sorry-ass record. you got to get over that playoff loss. And, that, and that's when they had Mellonby and Whitney and uh, Bure, and they had like a, a team, you know, like a real team. Neil, See, you're talking really hockey, and you're telling me that I, racing I was just, is going to turn I was off just, people? You just, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we can't help it that, well, you know, it's just the way it is. South Florida is very limited. You know, we love the Dolphins. They're really great. And I see uh, Barry says Jimmy Johnson's a jackass, although he doesn't really. See, one thing about Barry and uh, your buddy Sarney, they never really want to come out and say anything about how Jimmy Johnson was, uh, you know, kind of like lukewarm on Saban when they were 3-7, and seven, and then when they went won six in a row. Oh, he did a fantastic job. Yeah, Jimmy, you're so phony, man. Your phony is an $84 bill. God, is he a faker. But he sure talks a good game. He sure slick, you know. He's a real slick old Yahoo, Jimmy Johnson. He's pretty smart. And then how do you like Coward uh, not wanting to get fined and sucking up to the officials? Isn't that surprising? I guess he's just going to let Porter and the other players you know, with the officials in What do you think Coward would have said... If they lost. If Roethlisberger doesn't make that tackle, yeah. they lose the game, yeah. okay? What do you and think they would have said? Seriously, what does the NFL do on Monday as opposed to what they did after they lucked out and won a game after Vanderjack missed the field goal? What do they, what do, they do if uh, they lost the game, if he doesn't make that tackle? Well, what do you think Cowher's opinion would have been of the officials if they had lost the game? Well, you know that look he usually has on his face multiplied by about ten. He would have been spitting blood. Spit coming down right. off the edge of his blood. jaw. That's right. Yeah, he wouldn't have been saying, well, they had like an aneurysm. His brain would have like popped out of his head. He would have been so PO'd. And rightfully so. Yes. But now the officials do the best they can. They make mistakes. They're not perfect. Oh, come on. Who are you kidding? He's just trying to set them up for the next game. That's all for the Denver game. Who are you kidding, Cower? Phony. He's just uh, psyching him a little bit. That's all. It's, It's good strategy. It's okay. As much as I don't like him, he's a good coach. Although he made a bad mistake, he got out coached in that game. Let's go through that again. Not. I agree with you on that. Then there's your president. Married a woman from Texas. Well, good for you. Married a woman from Texas. <laughs> oh, brother. What an imbecile. You take a look at that, and he's yucking up. <laughs> he's got a bunch of those rich uh, right-wing jackasses sitting there behind him, you know, all hand-picked crowd. You notice he never goes anywhere where there might be anybody with a sign or with a uh, opposing opinion. It's uh, Hitler all over again, you know. They're all, they all got their arm up at that 45-degree angle. They're all goose-dipping. Heil Bush, Heil Bush, you know. They were telling a story yesterday. I was at uh, Jack Gordon's memorial service, and and uh, they told a story about after he was uh, had his heart bypassed a couple of years well, you ago. You should even go to a lot of funerals. Yeah, there. a lot of people are going. Yeah. But anyway, uh, and his daughter told a story about how they were trying to reach him in the hospital. It was right after 9-11, and the hospital was full of victims. It was in Washington where he had the surgery, and they were bringing in you know victims from 9-11, and they were trying to find out if he had come through the surgery all right, and they finally got him. And the nurse said, uh, Laura Bush is on, is on the floor. And she said he, she knew his father, her father was okay when he said, close the door. It was a Democratic Party crowd. Oh, I, I see. Yeah. yeah. I remember we used to have a Democratic Party. Yeah. Jack Gordon, what a great guy. And William Lehman, great guy. He died last year. Yep. He's on our list today of um, most uh, significant death of 2005. Johnny Carson's leading, and Richard Pryor's right on his ass. 
And the Pope ain't doing too good with our crowd. Well, I can understand that. Well, listen, we're way past. We're already into our yeah, first break. Yeah, have to go down to the tower. <laughs> yeah, get Mo off the tower. Do, 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 Come do, do, on do. down, Mo. All is forgiven. <laughs> I know a way to bring him down. Uh-oh. Not a good idea. Have a great day. You too. If there's a button, I smell it. Ah, ah, ah. Shoot. Don't want birds to Everybody is bird flu fighting. It'll kill you fast as lightning. In fact, it's really frightening. How can you see birds flying? All these funky China hens from funky Chinatown. If you're eating them up, you'll be six feet underground. If you don't want to catch the flu, do not touch a cockatoo. A talking parrot can be fun, but can he call 911? Everybody is bird flu fighting. Big bird is now in hiding. I'm dying over here. Now Tweety Bird is fighting. Time for the other white meat. That's it. That's our motto in 2006. Choke a chicken for Jesus, baby. Let's kill all them birds. Save mankind by killing the birds. Don't you think? Sure, why not? 10.15 already. We better get to the break, and then we can maybe relax and do a show. That was a long... Uh, well, we got started late. Guess we got some spots now. Wow. What a concept. Happy New Year from the fine folks at Armstrong Ford Homestead. 2005 was a great year, and thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought their new Ford at Armstrong Ford. Thank the Lord. Why do people shop there? It's easy, because Armstrong Ford guarantees you a great price, great service after the sale, and that personal touch that comes from a local family-owned dealership. Pick up the phone right now and call General Manager David Rich at 305-247-5112. When you buy a new Ford there at Armstrong Ford, you'll get their exclusive tires and batteries for life program. That's right, free tires and batteries for life of the old car, which could save you thousands of dollars in addition to the unbeatable price. David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford guarantee you won't find a better price any place in town, so what's not to like? With Armstrong Ford being locally owned and operated, you know they're going to treat you great because they want to make you a customer forever and ever. No bait and switch, no phony sales, no potching with your credit cards or keys. So start the year off with a new Ford from our good friend David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford of Homestead, and you'll find them at 307-25 South Dixie Highway, 20 easy minutes south of the 36. You can get there without a compass. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, and then give David a call. Drive a little bit and uh, save thousands at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. How young is too young? This is Dan Rabbit, former CBS Evening News anchorman, and now a punchline. My former network's inability to find a suitable replacement for me demonstrates my true genius and complete and total domination as an on-the-air talking head. But let us speak about some of the names who have been mentioned to replace me. First, Bob Schieffer. Nice enough man, but please, he's got less hair than Madonna's armpits. And everyone knows you can't conduct the train if you use Rogaine. Another name that has been bandied about is John Roberts, who currently anchors the Sunday CBS Evening News. There's a reason he's been on Sundays for so long. Plus, he's Canadian. And everyone knows when the camera light goes red, you can't be a hosehead. 
Then there's Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes. He was the guy who helped me make up the story about President Bush, I think. Plus, he's skinnier than Kelly Ripper. And everyone knows you have to have a meaty can if you want to be the man. And let's go from the ridiculous to the sublime. The front runner to succeed me seems to be current Today Show co-anchor Katie Couric. When I first heard her name in the same sentence as mine, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. This person thinks real news is announcing the individual weight of each of J-Lo's butt cheeks. Plus, her head's too small, her eyes are too close together, and she reeks of Gina Tay. When charged with the awesome task of replacing an icon, it's important to remember, you can't. You can only hope to find someone who isn't bald, Canadian, skinny, or so completely self-centered, she thinks her name should be part of the Pledge of Allegiance. For now, this is Dan Rather signing off and reminding you, a whistle is to blow, a gong is to bang, and Katie Couric has about as much to offer the world as a frog with pins in its extremities laying on a high school lab table. <laughs> this is Dan Rather. 21 past 10 at QAM. So anyway, uh, just a new, just in, Al Jazeera has just aired a uh, audio tape of Osama Yamama. Referring to uh, Bush's low ratings in the polls, and U.S. ought to get out of Afghanistan and Iraq, and uh, Yamama, and all these other things. We're doing a hell of a job over there. Well, we got the media continue talking about, well, they may have gotten this one bomb-building uh, Al-Qaeda guy in that uh, drone attack. They may have, uh, maybe not. He was in the or area. Not, right? he, was, he was within a shooting distance, you know, within 100 kilometers. And uh, they can't confirm, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop. And on the other hand, they're not talking at all about the innocent people that they killed there, including hey. the guy with his three little kids. They shouldn't have attacked us. Bob Denver for the list today on our poll. Right. He died. I just looked it up. September 2th of last year. Bob Denver. Maybe he'll How come him. he wasn't on all the lists? I looked up several lists on there. Make sure I got like Nobody a fairly thorough list for our poll today. We work uh, like crazy to try to get the, the straight crap for you. Didn't get it. Well, speaking of crap, here's your buddy on line 9. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Enough with the hammer in the morning. Your show sucks enough. Yeah. Oh, that's the whisperer with a new deal now. Yeah. Actually, actually speaks now. Well, Isn't that good? He usually calls it to tell me I suck. Everybody sucks, including him. He's the uh, top sucker. Protester scales tower behind Miami Herald. A man scaled a radio tower behind a Herald building in downtown Miami this morning, asking for the government to tell him the truth about his brother's disappearance 44 years ago. By the way, the uh, ratings come out 1130 this morning. So whatever station that guy really works at, he'll find out he, mm -hmm. he does suck. About 7 o'clock this morning, Robert Annable climbed the tower that sits on a barge on Biscayne Bay. It's the QAM Tower. Get off our cloud, baby. Get off our tower. Get off our cloud, you idiot. He hung an American flag upside down as well as a POW flag. In a prepared statement left at the scene addressed to the Herald, Annable says, This is simply an act of civil disobedience in the hopes that my government, the media, or the people of Miami will help me learn the truth. What happened to Harrison? Is that George Harrison or Harrison Ford? Or I guess his brother's name was Harrison. Annable. William Henry. He said his brother went missing in 1962 as an MIA from the government's secret war against Cuba. It was Cuba. Incredibly. In his statement, he threatens to burn an American flag at 5 p.m. if the government doesn't provide him with the truth of his brother's disappearance. I think it's good that the whisperer finally decided to speak in his real voice, because now uh, there'll be people out there who will recognize him and probably, like, break his kneecaps when they finally catch up to him. We can only hope. I will hate to do this, but I'm fed up with the continuing secrecy and lies from the government. Hope to complete my promise to my father on his deathbed that it would find the truth of Harrison's disappearance, he writes in his note. He says he'll stay on the tower, calling the involved agencies till he gets information he seeks. He identifies the CIA, the State Department, the FBI, and the Coast Guard as the agencies involved. So get off our cloud and get off our tower and cut the crap. But good luck to you, Robert. We're with you. Right? Right. right. 
Anybody no. who's doing like uh, civil disobedience, especially during these uh, unbelievable times when we're getting lied That's to, right. when we have a bunch of Nazis running around, when we got Rush Limbaugh's wife pretending to be a news bitch on CNN. Happens early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Skeletor. Speaking of Iraq, twin bombings can uh, kill at least 23 in Iraq. It was 16 when they first printed the story out, but since then they're counting some more body parts and they put them together again. I see. They got better. Simultaneous suicide and roadside bomb blasts in the same Baghdad street today killed at least 23 and wounded 26 mole, police and hospital officials said. A man with explosives belts strapped around his waist walked into a crowded coffee shop on Sadun Street and detonated his bomb. Just seconds later, a bomb planted underneath a parked car outside the nearby Almathok restaurant exploded, killing at least four there, and it just goes on and on and on. Every single day. Bloodshed, mayhem, murder, women, little children, innocent bystanding men who have nothing to do with the, any of this crap. But, uh, you know, we're emancipating them. Didn't I tell you this when we did the invasion right in the beginning? Mm -hmm. Emancipation by deca decapitation. And you can see how much they appreciate it, too. Emancipation by evisceration. Here's the poll result from yesterday, all you poll watchers out there, and I know we have many. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because I'm, well, none of the above, 57.9%, got 921 out of 1,590 votes. Mm -hmm. Much more than half. None of these. Yeah, we believe you. I hate this poll, 151. Then we get to the categories. Cranky old fart, 86. Oy. Catholic, 74. Hawkish Republican, 55. Gunhugger, 49. See, I was just getting ahead of myself. Gunhugger, 49. Redneck, 48. Employed by another radio station, 43. Well, guess what? They're not climbing up your towers. How do you like that? Right. Fag haters. And I noticed, by the way, that the uh, Herald article declines to mention whose radio tower that is. If the Humper wouldn't have told me, I would have had no idea. It's our tower. So here's a guy with really good taste. He climbs up the QAM tower behind the Herald building to make sure that everybody knows. Our tower is behind the Herald building? Did you know that? Uh, I guess they told me a while back, and I, I never knew that. Forgot. No wonder we got that crappy signal. They're probably jamming it. Oh, we got to add Pat Morita to the poll. Pat Morita. Okay. I guess there won't be a Karate Kid to Part Five. Nope. Employed by another radio station, forty-three. Fag hater, thirty-four. You fairy. Right wing Christian, thirty-two. Jamaican, twenty-five. Jamaicans, man. Nazi sympathizer, twenty-two. Old green tooth Cuban, eighteen. Klansman, sixteen. And Orthodox Jew, only Oy. sixteen votes. Well, that's. Uh, that, I guess that's all of them. You were right. All the old. Orthodox Jews listen to this show in spite of the fact that they deny it. Probably like Sonny Rosenberg's rabbi. We hate you, Sonny, okay, and he's still alive. That would have been a good one to put on the list in 2005, Sonny Rosenberg, but the problem is he's still alive after 2005. Anyway, we'll get to that. Got a lot of names on there. Who are you adding? Bob Denver, Pat Morita, all of these, uh, right. all of these people. 27 past 10 at 560 WQM. When you're shopping for shoes, make a beeline for Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach for the most comfortable fit in your favorite style of shoes and... Of course, always at the right price, too. Brandy's carries an unbeatable selection of all the top names, Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, New Balance, SAS, and all the others as well. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters will make sure you have a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe. Just ask for Arnie. He'll take damn good care of you. And the pros at Brandy's really understand fit and comfort. They specialize in wide widths as well. Brandy's is worth the trip from just about any place in town, so don't forget, for the unbeatable combination, comfort, style, fit, value, and selection, it's always Brandy Shoes. They're at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Open daily till 9, Monday through Saturday, and every Sunday till 5. And this week, another special value at Brandy's. Take 20% off this week on all men's Floorshine shoes. Let me say it again. 20% off on all current men's styles of the famous Floorshine brand. Only this week and only at Brandy's Shoes in Pompano Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Neil Oh! 
33. <laughs> I'll bet he will. What, did he hit him like poison. 27 before 11 at 560 WQM. Whose death in 2005 was saddest to you? That's our poll today. 393 vote. Richard Pryor has voted to the top of the list. I just am shocked. Why? I don't know. Well, there aren't a lot of good choices on there. Didn't he sing Burning Love, Richard Pryor? Loudly. Richard Pryor, 70. Johnny Carson, 68. Johnny had a big lead. Here's Johnny. And there he goes. I hate this poll, 47, and only about 46. There's the negative, uh, the nattering negativity of South Florida once again. But we got it on there for you because we knew that a lot of you would land right there, just like a bird. Oh, like a bird. Hunter S. Thompson, 25, speaking of that. Luther Vandross, 22. Pope John Paul II has only got 17. Richard Pryor's got 70, and mm-hmm. Papa's only got 17. What does that tell you? Well, maybe the old slob on the slab mm-hmm. that they slept around like uh, some kind of a prop. That was pathetic. Propped him up. And Bancroft, 15. She got my vote. I loved Anne Bancroft. You didn't like Anne Bancroft? I liked her a lot. But you didn't vote for her? No. Well, why not? Because, uh, like I told you, that a lot of these people, we were just waiting for them to die. We knew that and they we were, were waiting to... for Anne Bancroft to die. We didn't even know she, she was, was sick. She was old, wasn't she? Rosa Parks, 13. Don Adams, 10. Simon Wiesenthal, 9. Who's going to get the Nazis now? Now that they're running the country, who's going to go chase them? Bob Denver, we just put him on there. He's already got eight. He's moving up fast. Nipsey Russell did, has got eight. Nipsey Who did more for black humor? Nipsey Russell or Richard Pryor? Terry Schiavo, six. How's Terry's two coming? Uh, Hank Stram, five. John DeLorean, four. Yeah, I bet you we got a whole bunch of people in this audience owned a DeLorean. Not. I wonder if you can still buy one of those. I'm sure. What about that guy yesterday that they finally found his 68 vet after 37 uh, yeah. years? How about that? Probably kind of smarmy. Probably don't smell too good now. Paul Winchell, three. Probably smells like some of those cars from uh, New Orleans. Eddie Albert, three. Frank Purdue, three. That's the Chocolate City, by the way. George Best, the uh, footballer, three. I, I can't believe anybody in this crowd even knows who that was. Did you ever hear George Best? No. Uh, big controversial liver transplant for George Best because he was a boozer. He was a total drunk. And then he, uh, you know, he stayed down the straight and narrow path for about five minutes. And then he started boozing again. He died. And they're not too happy they gave him a liver ahead of a whole bunch of other people. Sandra D, two. Pat Morita's got one. Thank God we remember to put him on there. He's got a vote already. William Proxmire, one. The great senator. Howard Morris, one. Sir John Mills, one. I have no idea who he is. Some Brit. Barbara Bel Geddes has one. Who want to see it? Arthur Miller, one. And none for Jack Anderson, the great muckraking columnist, the protege of Drew Pearson before you were born. Ralph Edwards, this is your life, Ralph. It's over. Skitch Henderson, Hildegard, William Lehman, great uh, congressman from South Florida for 100 years, none. John Raitt, none. Tyrone Davis, none. William Rehnquist, none. The great Nazi uh, Supreme, uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court's got none. Holy moly. Prince Rainier, none. And Saul Bellow, none. Prince Rainier ought to have at least one just for uh, being, you know, doing something with uh, Grace Kelly. We can't say on the air what they did, but Saul Bellow, what a fellow. He's got none out of 407. So Richard Pryor and Johnny Carson are, look at that, two votes apart. 72 for Richard, and here's Johnny. got 70. That's where the contest is. Forget about the Pope, okay? He's, uh, he ain't feeling too good. Plus, he wasn't a snappy dresser like the new guy. My God. <laughs> those those red shoes, man. Those are just beautiful. Remember the red shoe diaries? Oh, yeah. I bet you they were about the Pope. WQAM, hello. Happy Thursday. 
Have you got Johnny Cochran on there? Did he die in 205? I think so. Well, let's look it up. Okay, thanks. Johnny Cochran, we got him on there? Uh, Google it. We'll look Sounds it. right. Google Sounds it. about right. I thought he died the year before, but I could be mistaken. Well, Google it. Okay, don't start being Mr. Expert. You know how confused we are on this stuff. It's hard to mm -hmm. keep track. They're dropping like flies. Dead at 05. 05. Right. Johnny Cochran. Thank you, Pally. And you know what he said? If uh, it don't fit, you're full of Schmidt. Something like that. And what he said? That's what he said. He had that glove affair with O.J. If the box don't fit, you must not be dead. I see. Well, he is. Johnny Cochran's dead. He's with that big law firm in the sky. He's in a better place now, all of these other silly ass things. Yeah, we probably missed a whole bunch of people on there, and I tried to do my homework, but some of these websites, obviously, are very, very marginal, okay? Really not all that great. Aren't you all excited? They're all whipped up on CNN about this new uh, audio tape of uh, Osama Yamama, and uh, supposedly he was dead, but then he changed his mind, and he's right. not dead. And he says Bush is a loser, which we even agree with that, and et cetera and so on. He said, by the way, all the Saudi royal family, send me some more money, and some more of that oil money is good. WQAM, hello. Eddie Guerrero, professional wrestler, died in December. I'll be damned. Thank you. Boy, this is going to be a big list today. Eddie Guerrero. Remember we oh, even yeah, talked right. about that? Mm -mm. We didn't? I don't remember. Yeah, we did. Maybe we were on vacation that week. Josh, yeah, I remember. remember. Because I remember yeah. you asking me if I knew who that was. There you go. See, Eddie Guerrero. You were out that uh, month. Who's Eddie you Guerrero? Out that month like the Mad Dog, George. By the way, Mad Dog, 2 to 6 this afternoon. Not. Well, we tried. We tried. We gave them the answer right there. I guess maybe they got to go into a strenuous negotiations. And if they leave it the way it is now, Curtis today and tomorrow, that's uh, the information I got from Clarence. Curtis from Clarence. So Curtis 2 to 4, Mad Dog 4 to 7. Jesse Agler 7 to 8.30 tonight. Hour and a half of Jesse. And Josh Cordes said he really is outstanding. That's what he said. He said he is dynamite in the sack. Right. Jesse 7 to 8.30. <laughs> Panther preview 8.30. Huh? I didn't say with him. I'm saying with oh. whoever, you know, but probably with him. 8.30 to 9, Panther Preview. Now, does Jesse do that also, or what? Do what? The Panther Preview. Yes, he does. Well, see there, so you got a lot of Jesse. Uh, Panthers at the Phoenix Coyotes to take on Wayne Gretzky's little girls team that beat the Leafs Saturday 4-3. to 3. Uh, 9 to midnight, and then Eddie K after the hockey game. Good old Eddie K, who just turned 78, according to Joni Fleischman. Oh, I forgot to mention to Hank that I read that story. She even included the age of the general manager at WTVJ. Plus, the story's about 10 days old anyway, Joni, you silly-ass old bag. Joni Fleischman just turned 96. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Happy Thursday to you. Back to you. I had a strip club question for Josh. Yeah. Uh, in Tampa, which is the better one, Mons or Odyssey? Mons. All right, thank you. Mons Venus, Mon. Right there on Dale Mabry. Well, I tell you, they got more damn strip joints in Tampa. How many they got? About 30, man. Oh, yeah, for a bunch of rednecks, man. They sure are a bunch of preverts over there. And, of course, like everywhere else in the USA, they keep trying to shut all them places down, and you can't do this, and you can't have no lap dance because we know what's going on there. You can't... Oh, God. Get a life already, will you? Get a freaking life. I have no life. U.S. government. And, of course, uh, next Monday, the election here, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to elect a Nazi, Stephen Harper, and they're going to make the conservatives. They're going to put them in charge, and the conservatives in America are rubbing their hands together. Going, oh, good. Now we can do all of that uh, multi-trillion dollar, you know, the uh, space wars and the Star Wars and... All the other wars as well. So good luck to you, uh, A. See you around, all you silly-ass Canadians. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. That was John Charles Daly doing a voice. QAM. James Doohan, Scotty from Star Trek. Oh, that's right, Scotty from Star Trek, Don. Thank you, sir. What was his name again, James Doohan? James Doohan. What's doing? What's doing, man? What's doing? Like Bruce, what's his name, the talk show guy? Bruce Williams. What's doing on a Tuesday? What's doing? He's still on the air somewhere, I believe, and that uh, somebody ought to be shot for that. That's that's outrageous. 
I think we can keep going till two and probably not run out of people that croaked. I'm, we're talking about famous people, not like your brother-in-law or Fat Rich, things like that. How about that? How about we put Fat Rich on there? He was famous. He was famous at, on this at show. At the track? Huh? At the track? Well, he oh, he was legendary. He had the super, for Christ's sakes. He's a lot more famous than Anderson Cooper. That sends everybody straight to the pooper. Hey, Anderson, by the way. You fair. Who are you kidding? This is Neil Rogers. Another CNN loser. This is 560 Another Ricky Sanchez. Over here. Hello and welcome to A Current Affair. Arnold, tell us about your motorcycle crash. They went to the hospital right after the accident and uh, got stitched up to 15 stitches. And why are we here at the scene of the crash? I wanted to get rid of that problem. You mean the, the person that pulled out in front of you? H hold on, what's that? Uzi 9mm. What's that? The 45 long slide, which is exciting. What's that thing? A plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. What are you going to do? I hate to do it, but we have to do it. Dude, you're scaring me. There's no two ways about it. It's not easy. Whoa! After La Vista, baby. 1045, uh, Vincent the Chin Gigante. Who the hell was that? Some gangster? Some gangster, some mobster, it sounds like to me. Vincent the Chin. Vincent you know? the Chin. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I mean, I'd be very sad about that. I kind of like the mobsters myself. I think they've got a really interesting way of doing business, and they leave the rest of us alone. Except maybe the loan sharks, but other than that. Speaking of that, your telephone call records may be for sale. Here's that story that people were, like, hinting around the last couple of days. Really sick, really stupid, really idiotic, pathetic. Phone companies and federal lawmakers are demanding it be halted. The FCC is launching an investigation. Now, they're more worried about whether we say crap on the air or uh, anus or something like that, famous anus cookies. But, no, uh, people are stealing your uh, cell phone number, and, uh, oh, it's just incredible. The business of buying and selling private phone call records uh, is suddenly under considerable scrutiny. And the Internet, it turns out, has taken something old, a tool for monitoring cheating spouses or conniving business associates, and made it new again. Last week, at least 40 websites were offering cell phone numbers, unlisted numbers, and calling records. For 110 bucks or so, they'd send you a month's worth of cell phone calling uh, records for any number. Such records have been bought and sold for decades, prized by private investigators, lawyers, and people in less legitimate professions, slimeballs, like maybe Vincent the Chin Gigante. Case in point, in 1998, L.A. Police Department had a serious security problem, suspected mobsters, see, obtained home phone numbers and addresses of detectives. In an apparent uh, attempt at intimidation, a mobster showed up at a police officer's home while he was at work and gave, gave his name <coughs> to the officer's wife. You know, he just sent him a message, like Joey right. Zaza, man, a message. Joey's. Driven by Wally Hennessy, by the way, and he's uh, fourth on the outside. The LAPD eventually determined that the officer's personal data came from a Denver firm, Touchstone Information, Inc., that used a technique known as pretexting. Under what pretext? Touchstone workers would call up phone companies and records holders pretending to be regulators, customers, or employees and get them to divulge account information. The case stirred outrage. The FTC forced Touchstone out of business. Its owner, James Rapp, spent a few months in jail. I wonder what kind of music he likes. Hip-hop. Six years later, pretexting is again in the spotlight. According to reports this month, Chicago's police department has warned officers that their cell phone records are available online. Illinois Attorney General subsequently subpoenaed Locatel.com. Is that how you say it? No. Loc lo oh, I see. LocateCell.com. I'm sorry. LocateCell.com, a website that sells such records. Got it? LocateCell.com. Mm -hmm. According to industry insiders, companies like it obtain their information from a relatively small group of professional pretexters. The pretexters buttress their believability by buying such personal data as social security numbers from online database companies. Often a name, address, and the last four digits of a person's social security number are all that's needed to obtain calling uh, records. Another route is to buy the information from insiders like phone company employees. 
The FTC went after Touch One not for snooping on the private lives of police officers, but for pretexting financial information from banks. Our primary focus there was on financial because that's really where the most direct harm is, said Joel Winston, who tastes good like a cigarette should, associate director of the FTC's uh, Division of Privacy and Identity Protection. If I'm pretexting a bank and getting your bank account records, I can drain your account. It's one thing to drain the dragon, it's another thing to drain your account. The websites that sell phone records these days claim they're not doing anything illegal on getting them. They claim no specific prohibition exists against posing as somebody else to obtain private information as long as the data is not financial. Senators Bill Nelson of Florida, it's about time he did something. Chuck Schumer of New York and Arlen uh, Inspector of Pennsylvania introduced a bill yesterday that would make it illegal to pose as somebody else when calling a phone company or for an employee to sell customer data. Well, what do you think that would have been illegal a long time ago? I mean, duh. You huh? think, right. Jeez. In the meantime, customers can put a minor roadblock for pretexters themselves by asking their phone company to set a PIN code for their account instead of using their social security number. See, they can get your social security, but they can't get your PIN. All right. Unless, of course, it's from somebody on the inside, in which case you're screwed altogether. 5670560, pound 560, the Verizon Singular wireless lines. Johnny Carson, 80. Richard Pryor, 79. Look at that. we got a battle going like crazy. Hunter S. Thompson, a distant third. Aren't you shocked that Johnny uh, Carson's getting a, a battle from Richard Pryor? No. Huh? No. Why not? Aren't you shocked, Josh? Not really. I am. Here's Johnny. See, Richard he was Pryor like bigger than life itself. So was Richard Pryor. Then that would be like Rita Cosby dying or something. We can only pray. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I watch her for about 30 seconds. About 30, man. Every night. Every night without fail. Because it's just the, the humor. It's, it's the incredulity of it. You sit there and you listen. You watch and you listen. That grotesque creature and that sound that comes out of its throat. And you say, this is somebody on the air? This is I'm supposed to really take this seriously? What I want to know is just exactly how far And, and the only things that they talk about on any of these talking heads, you know, it's good obfuscation as opposed to talking about all the scandals and the stuff. The only thing they talk about is the, the coal miners, the uh, survivor guy, and then, of course, the, uh, the guy that uh, disappeared on the cruise ship. That, that's it. That's all mm -hmm. they talk about. Peter Jennings, how could we forget? Good Canadian boy, Peter Jennings, eh? How could we have left him off? How could they have left him off? All the lists that I scour through on the internets, man, they're too busy giving out your phone numbers. They can't get the information right on the internets. Peter Jennings. I never watched him. I mean, I've watched him a couple of times, but he was all right. He, he, was, uh, he never stole a freight train. Right. W2AM, hello. 2AM. Hey, George. Uh, uh, Whatever his George. name is, yeah. Boomer What is it? Boomer Sison? The George. George who? Washington? Died in 2005. Wallace? Ooh. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Didn't Johnny Cash die this year? Johnny Cash? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man. That, these Internet sites, they miss the big names, for Christ's right. sake. Johnny That's Cash ain't just some, like, uh, you know, side of the road, a hitchhiking old uh, slime ball. He's a famous slime ball. Right. So you need to go to uh, deadoralive.com. Oh, I, I don't have time for that. Hey, listen, if we'd have gotten all of them on there ahead of time, that's right. Well, what would we be doing right now? Good huh? current, right. Thinking of what would to we say. be doing right now? Never, never, listen, here's a little poll lesson for you, Mr. Because uh, you're still learning on these polls. Okay. And that is, don't ever like do the complete list on there, because once you do that, uh, that's the end of your show. You're right. Okay? And for those people that hate the polls, by the way, uh, too stinking bad. Because these people, this audience is hanging out of that pool. It's just like the old Maypole when you were a kid in school, you know? Ever do the Maypole thing? Yeah. It's like it's like grabbing for the brass ring, like when you're on the uh, merry-go-round. Believe me, it's the same thing. They latched onto it. Big time. WQAM, hello. QAM. 
Yeah, didn't Mo Howard David did, did, did it die last year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just wishful thinking on your part. Come on now, cut the crap over. Quit picking on old Mo until he gets down from the tower anyway. Five six seven oh five sixty. Wouldn't that be something if he would have done that? That would have been great. That funny. I'd have given him a dollar. WQAM, hello. No, you wouldn't. QAM. Two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my battery may may die out on my phone, but uh, does he got Ann Bancroft on the list? Yes, we do. Okay, good. That's She's good. got 16 Thanks. votes, and she got my vote. Okay, good. And thank you so much, and conserve your battery, okay? That's what Sally Fitz always said, conserve your batteries. You never know when they're going to fall out or run out. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Good old Sally Fitz. You remember what Johnny Cochran said? If the Foo Fits, fight it. You know what he said? Something like that. The Foo Fighter said that. 474 votes. Uh, let me tell you the ones that don't have any. I mean, we can go back to the other part, but the ones that don't have any. John, well, they, somebody just went on there. Johnny Cash. Jack Anderson. Nobody in this audience remembers Jack Anderson. He was like a big muckraking columnist from Washington. Remember him? No. Ralph no. Edwards, this is your life, Ralph. Skitch Henderson. Who? He did the music on the Steve Allen show. He, uh, Mitch Miller. It's, uh, he was the musical guy. He was there with the beard from Rochester. From Rochester, New York. As was Mitch Miller, by the way. I don't think Skitch Henderson was, but Mitch Miller was. We're embarrassed to say. Hildegard don't have any. John Raitt with that great voice. John Raitt. Remember him? No. no. Tyrone Davis. Oh, we don't like jazz, do we? No, we don't. Prince well, Rainier none, in spite of Grace Kelly and Saul Bell. Maybe because of Grace Kelly. Maybe the people are pissed off at him because somebody better should have gotten her. Oh, boy. She was pristine, man. Yes, she was. She was clean and pristine queen. And Saul Bell none. I just got a paper cut. I'll be damned. Do I oh, hate no. that? Oh, no. Yeah, on my Mother little pinky. Blood. Ooh, no, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. Ah. Blood right on the knuckle of the little pinky. On the first knuckle. Oh, just there. Oh, no. How come paper cuts are so bad? Because I guess it's they are. Huh? I guess you get paper particles in there to just aggravate things. No, you don't get paper particles. What are you talking about? The paper's like a... Paper the particles my ass. Probably. Real, because the paper, the edge is thin and very mm -hmm. sharp, like a right. way like cut right through your neck. God, too bad we didn't think about that before. WQAM, hello. QAM, Deathline. Uh, Dick Weber. The Bowler. Dick Weber. The Bowler. Put Reverend Jones on. <laughs> we only wish. Oh, God, we only wish. Dick Weber, the Bowler, W-E-B-E-R, 1B. Okay, I think 1B. I better Google it. Oh, yeah, you were, uh, you, you see, and probably when George was a kid, he watched the reruns of the old Bowling for uh, Dollar show. Right, all the time, never miss one. Ray Bluth. Sure. Oh, yeah. Carmen Salvino, Eddie Kowalix, Thurman Good Gibson. God. We always talk about Thurman Gibson because we can't remember uh, Henry Gibson. That's right. Right? But you just did. Thurman Gibson, very strange, left-handed bowler. Had a, and Don Carter. Bet oh, you, I I bet you've bowled at Don Carter Lanes. Several of them. See, there you go. So there, I told you you were a bowling maven. I wonder how Gary Sabella is doing, if he's still doing that boring bowling stuff on CBS. Whose death in 2005 was the saddest for you? 486. I'll tell you one thing about Gary uh, Sabella, man. He used to, he sure got his share, and then some. Anyway, Richard Pryor, 84, Johnny Carson, 83. That is just as tight as a witch's earlobe, man. I hate this pool, 57. Uh, none of the above, 55. Hunter S. Thompson, 33. Luther Vandross, 24. Pope John Paul II, 24. By the way, happy Thursday, Mo. He's listening. And Bancroft, 16, Rosa Parks, 14, Don Adams, 11, Bob Denver and Nipsey Russell, 10 apiece, and Simon Wiesenthal, 10. Nipsey Who did Russell. Mo for the Jews? Uh, Hank Stram, 7, Terry Schiavo, 7. How's your... Chew. Terry, 7. John DeLorean, 5. George Best, the English footballer. I, I can't believe that uh, George Best has got f uh, four votes. Can you? That's shocking to me. Who? Peter Jennings, 3, Eddie Guerrero, 3, Pat Morita, 3, Paul Winchell, 3. Had him on my show many times, by the way, on the phone. 
Eddie Albert, three. Frank Perdue, three. Sandra uh, D, three. He was a good uh, atheist guy, but he, he lied about it. James Doohan, three. How's, how are you doing, James? Not so well. Uh, Johnny Cockring, two. William Rehnquist, two. Fat Rich has got uh, one. He had the super. A one for William Proxmire, Howard Morris, Sir John Mills, William Lehman, Barbara Bell Geddes, Arthur Miller, and none for Dick Weber, the bowler, with one B, like I said, Johnny Cash, Jack Anderson, Ralph Edwards, Kitch Henderson, Hildegard, John Ray, Tyrone Davis, uh, Prince Rainier, and Saul Bellow, even though he was a hell of a fellow. None. He's got the big Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Two at five sixty. Twenty-eight minutes away from them. Ratings coming out. The fall rating book. Any interest? No. And only by the people in the business, and only by those people who are sitting out there at the edge of the seats, waiting. Oh, for him to fall on his ass this time. They're gonna. And maybe we will. And you know what? Who cares? This fax is uh, excellent. You want to know why? Why? Because the last part of it. Right. More names for our. Uh, the poll question is: Whose death in two thousand five was saddest to you? Eugene McCarthy. How can we leave him out? Now, was that in two thousand five or was that in January? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, look at it. Google it. What do you mean you don't know? Google it. Jesus, God, you guys, all you do is sit there and eat that free food and, uh, you know, stick right, your thanks, finger Howie. up each other's butt. What? I said, thanks, Howie. Eugene McCarthy. Thanks, Howie. See, they already got the free food in there. That's what it's all about. I was just talking yesterday about people coming to work and showing up in that place and really sticking their nose in the uh, uh, rhinestone. Ed McBain. I don't know who that is. No. Ed McBain. I know Ed McMahon, which if he died, it would be okay with me. Ed McBain. I don't know who that is. Frank Gorshin. Remember the, the diddler or the riddler? Right. Uh, I like Frank Gorshin a lot. He was good. Shirley Chisholm. I mean, if uh, Rosa Parks, who did more for uh, the black community? Shirley Chisholm or Rosa Parks? Right, we got Eugene McCarthy died in December. So there you go. So we'll get these on here. I don't know Ed McBain. Ossie Davis, actor, uh, activist, uh, all of a sudden. He was 80, 70, died in Miami Beach. I just Googled it because it is O-S-S-I. Ossie Davis. And then the most important part of this poll, is says all the Americans who died needlessly in Iraq. Let's get that on there immediately, if not sooner, okay? All the Americans who died needlessly in Iraq. Got it, Josh? Or whoever's putting these on there? Josh. Josh? In between uh, feedings? Got it? Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for interrupting your uh, lunch. Oh, you got to move the laptop all the way to the board there. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry to uh, do that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. Of course, this year you had like Lou Rawls already. Whole bunch. Remember, a whole bunch of people died there in just a few days. Of course, I forget who the hell they were, but I remember Lou Rawls, though. You just about fell off your chair, didn't uh, you? I was handing Josh that fax. Oh. So WQAM, hello. QAM. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a good website for you. If you want to look up all these uh, dead people and alive people stuff, it's called deaderaliveinfo.com. Uh-huh. That's what I'm looking at. And Johnny Cash died in 03. 
Ah, Johnny Cash been dead a long time. Let's get him off of there right away. Sorry, Eric. I got one for you. Since I'm really, really fat, the guy that said uh, time to make the donuts, Michael Vale. Right. Yeah, Michael Vale. Right. In fact, if he would have just made him one or two less times, he might still be with us today. And Pat McCormick also. Who's that? Pat McCormick, that real fat guy who was in the uh, Smokey and the Bandit movies. Oh, Pat McCormick. Yeah. Okay, thanks. See ya. Here. Put down the donuts. So let's get Johnny Cash off of there. He didn't die he didn't. last year. 2003? That's what that fax said. Get out of here. That What fax said that? Somebody sent a fax in of uh, the news story about Johnny Cash dying dated 2003. Get out of here. I walked the line. Let me look it up. I, how, how could time be going by that fast? When you're older. Here, moves here's the official Johnny Cash uh, web, web page. Down, 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 down. How's his liver coming, by the way? Which one? The one that George Best took. Let's see. The, hi, I'm Johnny Cash. It says, those four words resonate in God, like in God we trust. Where's the uh, dates on here? I don't want all this other uh, foreplay. Boy, this is difficult. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't think this one's got enough. Maninblack.net. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. It's the old Ring of Fire. You know what that thing was always doing? Fireing. Especially when you uh, have chili for breakfast. Here you go. I got it. CNN. Leave it to old CNN, the certainly Nazi news network. Uh, the date is... Uh, well, where's the date on this story? Posted February, September 12, 2003. I told you. 2003, the man in black died. Uh, he, that's ancient history for crying out loud. Might as well put Ewell Gibbons on there, too, if you're going to put Johnny Cash. He died uh, three years ago, for Christ's sake. Right. Okay, that's enough of that. Hey, Johnny. This story is going like, to piss some people off, and rightfully so, and the rest of the people go, boop, 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 like that. Who cares? An alumni group is offering students up to $100 per class to supply tapes and notes exposing University of California, L.A. professors, UCLA, who allegedly express less, uh, extreme left-wing political views. In other words, if they're left of Attila the Hun, uh, expose them. The year-old Bruin Alumni Association on its website says it's concerned about professors who use lecture time to press positions against President Bush, the military, and multinational corporations, among other things. All of these, All of these things. things. The site includes a list of what the group calls the college's 30, About 30 most radical professors. We're just trying to get people back on a professional level of things, said the group's president and founder, Andrew Jones. I thought he played for the uh, Braves. Yeah, he 2003 does. UCLA graduate and former chairman of student Bruin Republicans. Having been a student myself up until 2003, and then watching what other students like myself have gone through, I'm very concerned about the level of professional teaching at UCLA. Some of the group's targets accused it of conducting a witch hunt, which I would say... Absolutely. Any sober, concerned citizen would look at this and see right through it as a reactionary form of McCarthyism, said education professor Peter McLaren, whom the association ranked number one as the, of the Dirty 30, ranking the worst of the worst. The Dirty 30. Cute. About 30, man. Any decent American is going to see through this kind of right-wing propaganda. I just find it has no credibility, he'd be saying. The association's decision to name targets and pay students for information led to the resignation of at least one of its 20-plus advisory board members. That just seems to me way too intrusive, said Harvard historian Stephen Thernstrom, an affirmative action opponent and a former USLA professor. It seems to me a kind of vigilantism that I very much object to. You go, Steve. You Swedish, you Nazi bastard. You all those Swedes, you know. 
Other advisory board members, according to the association website, include Linda Chavez, a former federal civil rights commissioner in the Reagan administration and head of a Virginia-based anti-affirmative action group, former Republican Representative Jim Rogan. Oh, that uh, idiot. K-A- oh, oh, no, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to puke my guts out. And I haven't even eaten. KABC radio host Alice Rantel and activist Joe Hicks. UCLA officials said they'll warn the association that selling copies of professors' lectures would violate campus rules and raise copyright issues. The nonprofit association has raised 22 grand from 100 donors, said Jones, uh, 24. Alice Rantel. Hey, Alice. You fair. You self-hating faggot. Maybe you ought to run away to elope with uh, Miss Drudge. Huh? That would be a match made in heaven. That would be a, a match made in purgatory. You silly ass. You Queen you. Oh, brother. You talk about a sellout. But nevertheless, you know, the parents had money, and so therefore he was raised as a good little Republican, and Mr. Ego kind of solidified that. And now he's like a ranting, a ranting and raving rantel. You silly-ass queen, you, okay? And take down the Sean Cassidy pictures, Alice. People are starting to talk. You simpleton. God. Let's see. Art Teal. Oh, Art Teal. I wonder what Jim DeFeedy would say. I bet you this fax is from Jim DeFeedy. <laughs> Don't you think? It's his hey, Jim, they have these amazing things called razors, like Casey Kasem said. God. What a... Oh, how could they put that thing on television? That thing? Jim DeFeedy. His thing? Oh, ooh. he is just gruesome. He looks like a gigantic Buddy Nevins. Like they both crawled <laughs> out of the same dumpster. Yeah. Art Teal, you got it? We got it. I wonder what was his favorite color. Chartreuse. Teal. Maybe black. I don't know. Anyway, he's dead. Art Teal. And Jim DeFeedy said that he had this note. And anyway... Won't see Jim DeFeedy at the Herald anymore. In fact, maybe that's really Jim DeFeedy up on our tower. And by the way, if it is, believe me, uh, you won't be hearing us too much, too much longer. Wow. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Brittians, dumb as dirt. Uh, no Reach a decision. Dumb as dirt. Packed my pizza and shoved it into my checkered pen. Now you can't kick mo' around no mo'. All that rape's got my butt sore. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. For old times, I think I'll go and hail the fumes of the blushly curtained men's room. I've had enough of you, bigger guys. Not using as the road, you bastards should only drop dead men to die. I'll hand my keys back and forth the car that I drove on car. I go to my orifice and clean out my desk. That is, if I only had an orifice or a desk. I'll slap up the poker to the public and watch the shoppers from a bench. I wonder if Raymond felt this way when he got turned down for a day. Lord, 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 Lord,
Meister, it's 1118 at 560 QAM. Speaking of that, Here's he can't catch uh, Richard Pryor so far. They got an uh, unbelievable fierce battle. Never had two dead people fought so uh, valiantly, you know what? Right. Richard Pryor, 94, Johnny Carson, 91. Holy moly, rat man, that is tight. I hate this poll, 66, none of the above 60, and then it's way down to uh, Hunter S. Thompson, 37, and after that, it's really small potatoes. How are the troops doing, by the way? They're moving up fast, and they should be. They should pass everybody. All the Americans who died needlessly in Iraq, 12, and just went under like four seconds ago in between uh, sandwiches from uh, Howie's. Chili. Oh, you got chili today? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, oh, I thought it was from Howie's. It's from chili? Travels Better well. have the sales manager uh, taste test it first before you guys eat it. An audio tape message purported to be from Al-Qaeda leader Osama Yamama warns the American people that plans for terror attacks in the U.S. are already underway. Oh, my God. I would also like to say that the war against America and its allies will not be confined to Iraq. Iraq has become a magnet for attracting and training talented fighters, the voice said. Isn't that exactly what it said in that ad in the New York Times back right. after 9-11? Mm -hmm. Please invade Iraq. Please. Pretty please, Mr. Bush. And, of course, he uh, did it. See, this has got nothing to do with the Arabs and the Jews. This has to do with the Bushes and the Bin Ladens. Right. That, we're caught in the middle of it. CNN could immediately confirm that the voice in the poor-quality audio tape, which was aired on Arabic-language network Al Jazeera today, was that of Bin Laden. However, CNN senior editor for Arab Affairs Octavia Nasser said it does sound like the Al-Qaeda leader. Sounds like him. It's either him or Rich Little. Did he oh, die yet, by oh, the way? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I all know, his voices sound it. the same, like him. They all sound like Rich Little. Well, what's right. wrong with that? All your voices sound like you. Yeah, but I don't claim to be an impression. Are Mujahideen were able to overcome all the security measures in European countries? You saw their operation in major European capitals, the voice on the tape said. As for similar operations taking place in America, it's only a matter of time. They're in the planning stages, and you'll see them in the heart of your land as soon as the planning is complete. And it goes on, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Your President Bush has been misleading you. He lied when he said the people are behind him. Opinion polls have indicated that the overwhelming majority of you want him to pull the troops out of our land. We have the answer to these misleading uh, information. Boy, you better get with your grammar, man. The situation in Iraq is getting worse for you, and the dead and the injured among you is on the rise, the voice on the tape said. It's not clear exactly what polls he's talking to, but, uh, well, then they got the one about 53% said that things are going badly in Iraq, and beep, boop. Half the respondents said it was a bad idea to send U.S. troops there in the first place. The message also from Osama Yamama offered a truce. It is obvious now that Bush has been misleading the people. It's better for you not to fight the Muslims on their territory, and we offer a long-term truce. We're a nation that will not stab people in the back. We would like to rebuild Iraq and Afghanistan. There's nothing wrong in this approach. We're aware that the warmongers are against this option, the voice said. If the voice on the uh, tape is determined to be that of Osama Imam, it would be the first message from him since he released two audio tape messages in December of 2004. The last videotape message from him was seen just before the U.S. presidential election was stolen in 2004. So there you go. There's Osama Yamama and CNN is uh, all over it like stink on uh, Greg. Threat. They already have been effective in grabbing the attention of the world media. Oh, but yeah, thanks to people like you, Mrs. Limbaugh, you simple than you. Oh! Here's Mo. Now, let's see. Now, let's see if I, is the subliminal effect of playing that, like, gooses it up a little bit for Johnny. I'm, I'm on his side, you know. I mean, Richard Pryor was funny. He was okay. But, you know, 
I remember it was you saying about, uh, at least 10 years ago that Johnny hadn't said anything funny in 20 years. Oh, he never said anything funny. I, well, I, I wasn't a Johnny Carson fan. I'm just talking about in terms of popularity. Right. Well, I, I didn't vote for him. I voted for Ann Bancroft. Johnny Carson? Eh. Maybe you know. a lot of people agree that uh, he wasn't so funny. But I will say this. I mean, compared to Jay Leno, he was uh, oh, a panic. Well, come on. He was hysterical. By the way, what year did Jack Parr die? Did he die last year or the year before that? I better know. Google that. Huh? Speaking of the Tonight Show, which Jack Parr was sensational, and Johnny Carson was just a weak, a limp imitation. Oh, you're wrong, Neil. He was a, uh, yeah. he was legendary. He was almost as funny as Reverend Jones. 2004. I beg your pardon? 2004. Ah, geez. Well, if we would have done this last year, I bet you Jack Parr would have got a couple of votes. I don't think we did this last year. Let's Maybe go we back did. and do it. No, yeah, let's do the one. <laughs> I got a great idea. Let's do every day. We'll do a, a poll on a different year, 2004, and we'll okay. and then we'll like mix and match. We'll like move them around a little bit, uh, like 1914. You know, how's that? Okay. Because we don't want to be too predictable. Yes, right. Seven minutes away from the bottom of the hour, baby. 11:30. We're gonna feel dirty at uh, 11:30. You know what I mean? About 30, man. Could the numbers come out? I feel unclean already. I, I really don't. Do you have any premonition? No, I think it'll be all right though. Okay, not great, though. And, of course, IOD got that big goose from Wilma. We're already going to make a good excuse. IOD got that big goose from Hurricane Wilma in November, that a huge month, because anybody and everybody, if they want to hear what's going on, uh, they turned over there expecting at least that they might have some news on instead of talking about a stupid bunch of ball games that got canceled, you know? Jesus. You know, there comes a time in life. Well, whatever. We'll, we'll see. And Clarence, of course, was in there very nervous, cracking your knuckles this morning. That was something. Speaking of cracking your ass, the uh, Marlins and Hialeah to talk about a park. <laughs> that, that is just so choice, man. There, there are no words to describe how choice it is. The Hialeah Marlins. Doesn't that send you right oh, to yeah. the bowl? I'll, I'll be going uh, even less than before. <laughs> oh, no. You are a panic. The Hialeah Marlins, says the Herald, and very jackass contributed to this column, too. And Robert Steinbeck and Rebecca Della Gloria. And Gloria... Swanson, I do like her frozen dinners, though, especially the turkey and stuffing. You ever have that? Oh, yeah, all the time. I like the Salisbury myself. The Florida Marlins and Hialeah, I tell you what I do like is the Stouffer's lasagna. Me, too. You know, you don't make it with ricotta cheese. I love ricotta cheese. I don't. That's you just never like had good ricotta cheese. If you went to Doris Market and got That's the cannolis funny. over there, you'd say, oh, this is really uh, manja manja. It's uh, fantastic. The Marlins and Hialeah Mayor Julio Robina will meet next week to discuss the possibility of building a baseball stadium in Hialeah. Robina confirmed last night. Robina said Marlins representatives arranged the meeting. He mentioned three possible sites for a ballpark. Hialeah Park Racetrack. <laughs> an area west of Interstate 95, both privately owned. <laughs> and Amelia Earhart Park, which is Dade property. Oh, Amelia Earhart, she died too, by the way. And did you hear about you Catherine sure? Harris? Is it a long shot? I'm not looking at it as a long shot, Robina said. I want to do everything possible to keep the Marlins in South Florida. I've been approached by residents and people in the community have reached out to me. The Marlins confirmed next week's meeting, but declined to comment further. Not everyone in Hialeah is convinced the pledging courtship is likely to turn into a committed relationship. Hialeah Council President Esteban Steve Vovo said that while he'd like to see the Marlins come to Hialeah, he wouldn't be surprised if Florida's fifth largest city was being used as a pawn in the club's quest for a permanent home. No kidding, Steve-O, Esteban. If the Marlins want to come to Hialeah, I'd be the first guy cheerleading for the cause, Bovo said, but I wouldn't put it past the Marlins to be using the city of Hialeah as a ploy to get the city of uh, Miami moving on the issue or somebody else. Alejandro Miar, press secretary to Miami Mayor Manny Diaz, declined to comment, and the uh, parrot that used to sit around on the shoulder of a mayor of Teeny Peeny, he ain't speaking that. Mm -hmm. How's your buddy doing, by the way? Juan Marietta. I haven't huh? heard from him in a while. 
Now, since since he became a uh, one of those one early, uh, professional, yeah. It's like the Scott McClellan of Dade County, Lyme, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Although we used to like Kawan, we never did like Scott at all. Lying piece of crap, Scott McClellan. God's gonna get you, baby. You lie like crazy. You tool. He's just another tool. Kind of like Ari Fleischer. And who is the one? Uh, who's the other one? Pete Williams. Hey, Pete. You fairy. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when they were doing the uh, "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" that whole thing. And Pete Williams was the he was the pre- the uh, the spokesman for the uh, Clinton administration. And he was out there like, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop. But, yeah. In the meantime, he's a uh, who are you fo- who are you fooling, Pete? Okay, you closet queen. It's just very sad. Kind of like Alice Rantel and Miss Fudge. This numbers is coming out in just moments, baby. This Get on the edge of your seat, squeeze it really tight. Absolutely. Yes. Will he comply with citizens fighting? And will he end all of women's rights? Absolutely. And will he overturn abortion judgments? Will he laugh? Those strip search kids, and if we get high or a little drunk, will he make us rot in jail for life? Yes. Should we like a little baby? <coughs> Liberal say he's. Bush will stand by him forever, but will he take my rights away? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or will a little take my rights away? Absolutely. Yeah, yours especially, uh, Enrique. Speaking of Enrique, the uh, Sun Sentinel's taking a poll right now as we speak. On their website, a group yeah. strongly supported by Florida's Republican Party wants a voter referendum this November on whether to ban gay marriages and same-sex civil unions in the state. Are you for or against the ban? Only 173 votes so far. I guess it just went on a short time ago. I see. 173. 40.5%, uh, 70% say I'm in favor of the ban. 53.8% say I'm against the ban. That's 93 people. And I'm not sure how I'd vote. Ten responses. They don't know what that's all about. Wait, gay marriage. Where are they taking this survey? This is on the Sun Sentinel website. Oh, well, I better go and vote. Better go there and vote. And uh, I should point out to you that there's a whole bunch of uh, gay people getting married here uh, and through the weekend because after Monday's election here in Canada, uh, and Stephen Harper probably going to win with the conservatives, they want to get married now while they still can. They want to get. They want to hitch it up. They want to go to the hitching post. Do they by the way, your movie should be there by now. The uh, what was the good? The good one? They're both good. Pro- Imaginary heroes. No, that's next week. Primal fear. It's not there yet. No. Wouldn't it surprise me if some of the uh, light-fingered people in there are going to take all these uh, movies home? Wouldn't be the first time. Famous Death Famous Death Famous? Yeah. Yep. This is from Riley. Riley Golf Pro. How do you like that? Max Schmeling, boxer. You ever smell him? Not yeah, he was uh, the great German uh, boxer that fought yeah. Joe Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, Yavol. I bet you John Jarris liked him a lot. Max Schmeling, Prince Rainier we got on there. Eddie Albert we got on there. Barbara Kivar we got. Sid Luff, producer, 1015. Wasn't he married to uh, Judy Garland? Or her sister? No, Sid Luff. I'm serious. I don't know. 
And Vincent Chiavelli, the actor, remember him? That's Am I right. That was right? that last Chiavelli? year? I thought that was just a... No, no, no that, that was, was 12.2705. was just under the wire, baby, Woo! just before they changed the new year. He Poor died guy. and did a service for us. He was a good guy. It says, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks P.T. Anderson's Magnolia is a masterpiece of filmmaking. Amy Mann's incredible score and soundtrack fits the movie to a T. One of my favorite soundtracks of all time also. A bit of Amy Mann trivia. She's married to Sean Penn's brother, Michael Penn, who was in P.T. Anderson's Boogie Nights. And helpful that soundtrack also, which we just love, Boogie Nights. Yes, we do. Her music actually inspired P.T. Anderson to write the script for Magnolia. How do you like that? Huh. I bet you didn't know that, either one of you guys. Nope. Either three of us. Well, no, I had no, I had no clue about that or much of anything else. <clears throat> when this fact started coming over the wire, I thought, boy, that's pretty quick for the numbers. Maybe we could be number... Huh? Okay, Maybe we, we could be number... Number... So <laughs> I knew she was there somewhere. Come on, come on, wherever you are, Amy. One, one a million times. Can be as bad as one. It's, only it's a great movie, and I'm sick and tired of hearing all the nitpicking. What did this mean, and what did that mean, and the ending wasn't long enough, and we should have made a ten-hour movie. Oh, you know... All you critics out there, all you cryptic critics, they didn't finish up all the stories. Well, they really the argument when the three and a half hours, they ran out of film, okay? They ran I out of film. I never said that it wasn't long enough. They ran That's out of you film. Saying. You said that they didn't wrap up all the uh, storylines. There's no movie that ever wraps up all the storylines, ever. <laughs> okay. How about the Psycho? Didn't we have a Psycho Part 2? Maybe we can have Magnolia Part 2. And then they even remade Psycho, which they ought to be shot for doing that. Every time you take that poll, it winds up in the bottom three. What's that? Best movie that you ever liked, and uh, no matter how you slice it. What, Psycho? Magnolia. That's that's not true. Yeah, it is. The best movie that uh, of all time was Magnolia is in the bottom three? Thereabouts. I'm going to tell you, during we the next break, mister, during the next break, I'm going to go back into our history of our polls okay. that we've done. And if Magnolia's in the bottom three, I will stick my tongue all the way from Toronto down there and lick your cheek. Uh, how do you like that? I'd rather take some money. Yeah, well, that's the best <laughs> I can do right now. I had a rough day Monday. All right. Could have been a lot worse. 620 votes. If we can get to about 660 by the top of the hour, we can make 1,000 today. That's what Josh Cordes is. He's figuring it out right now. He's analyzing it. He's probing it. He's thinking about it. I'm doing it. In the it. pool, too. Huh? Don't you think we can do 1,000 today? we got 622. It's more than possible. And certainly with all the Americans that died needlessly in Iraq now having 46 votes and going to pass everybody else like they're standing, like they're lying flat out, which they are, uh, that should be number one by a million miles. That should be most significant to all of us, to anybody with a brain. The hell with Richard Pryor. The hell with Johnny Carson. Here's Johnny. You know, That's with a right. stupid-ass monologue. You know, and the whole same. And with, the, what's his name? Who the hell was in the band? Doc Severinsen. Doc Severinsen. I bet you he's nice still alive. Suits. Yeah. Nice jackets. Oh, brother. Always tooting on that horn. Looked like they were made out of golf pants. wonder what that mole would have said about him. 5670560. Oh, Boy, it's 11.37 already. Haven't they come in there with any numbers? Yeah, just now. Handed me some. Uh, the 12 See, plus. See, my no. psychic powers again. Are they smiling, frowning? No, uh, he said, eh, like with the one lip curled up. Who said that, Clarence? Yeah. Eh, so that's not good, though. Not so far, but we just got the 12 plus right now. Oh, in other words, he, that's all we got? Well, so that that's doesn't mean we anything. Right. Well, send them along, okay? Send me whatever you got. I, in fact, I got a huge stack of fax paper. They're all primed up and ready to go, all lubed up. No one if the numbers are coming out today. You always have to lube up when the numbers come out. Speaking of numbers, the job of carrying out the voter mandate to bring slot machines to Broward County has been taken over by roaring tractors and cranes, says your slum sentinel. Workers this week began tumbling the 40-year-old concrete bleachers at Pompano Park, tearing walls and twisting metal to make way for a 157,000-square-foot racino that will house four restaurant shops, a sports bar, and a stadium post maximum of 1,500 slot machines, of which many will be good machines, man. We think it'll be a first-class facility, said Alan Solomon, executive vice president of Isle of Capri Casinos, which owns the harness track in Pompano Beach. 
Pompano Park has the latest pair of mutual, now breaking ground for the Vegas-style machines. Construction is also underway, and at least two other venues allowed to set up slots. And executives believe gambling will begin in Broward within six months. Uh, six months. We're moving ahead, said Dan Atkins of Hollywood Greyhound Track. We should have been in operation by now. And you know what, Dan? Absolutely, Absolutely correct, correct, sir. It should already been. Uh, the bell should be ringing, and people should be singing and having a good time, and the money should be clinking, and uh, all that, but not, not in Florida, man. Just drag their feet, drag their feet. At the dog track, the first and third floors will be remodeled to make way for slots. A new Mardi Gras theme will redefine Hollywood Greyhound in an initial phase that will cost about $45 million. Slots will remain there until a new 65,000-square-foot building with restaurants and shops is erected on the east side of the track. Preliminary plans call for a hotel to complete a third phase. Gulfstream Park in Hallandale, which Hank hates like poison, is in the midst of building a 40,000-square-foot facility housing restaurants and a sports bar. Executives there have also said they hope machines will be up and running in six months. The fourth pair of mutual allowed to run slot machines, Dania Highlight, couldn't be reached for comment on Wednesday. Maybe they were like squeezing their pelotas. For some of the tracks, these plans are scaled back dreams of what could have been if they'd had their way. In Pompano Park, initial plans called for a $150 million entertainment mecca. Oh, a mecca! With nightclubs, hotels, even a water park. Those projects are still up in the air as accountants figure out how much profitability has been knocked out by restrictions imposed by the Florida legislature. We don't want to have a mecca there because too many Arabs will show up. The state legislature, well, we know about this, but a meat, but a we're in the process of completing the design of the interior. We're costing all that out and establishing a budget, said Solomon, who hoped the legislature would have allowed his facility to carry 3,000 machines. You have to understand that with 1,500 less machines, that takes 20 to 30 million out of the project. Solomon hopes to have more solid plans within two months. The FDLE is hiring 39 new agents and analysts who will be responsible for monitoring the slots operations, and the State Division of Paramutual Wagering must write regulations within six months to allow the machines to begin operating. If no rules are written within six months, the tracks will still be allowed to run their machines under temporary licensing. Drag your feet. Drag your feet on the old Mississippi mud. Isn't that that saying? Drag your feet on the Florida mud and the Everglades? That's the okay, thing. let's uh, reach back. I know it's break time, but let me take a look and see why Clarence gave it an eh like that. Twelve plus six to midnight. This is the whole, uh, the whole enchilada. Number one, WEDR taking a huge jump there. What the hell happened with that, huh? CMQFM, heavy ethnic here, baby. Hot, number three. Dropping precipitously from number one. Life. Life with a 5-4 and a 5-4. They just stay the same. Always the same slush. Radio Mambi. Okay, this is 12 plus. Of course, it's the old Julio's, baby. What do you want? I don't see us anywhere. 2-2 to a 2-0. 2-2 to a 2-0. Oh, right? huh? That's 12 whole, plus. Well, I mean, station, from 19 right? to 20. What? That's the whole station, right? INZ from 1-5 to a 1-9. I told you, watch out for that scare America, didn't I? Not. What about those other guys across the street? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. From a... Oh. 0.5 to a 1.1. Of course, that's the Dolphin book. Isn't that a good excuse? Sure, why not? This is 12 plus. WFTL. That's uh, Norma Cancel Station. 0.4. Take a, and WPPZ, which I don't even know what that is. PBZ from non existent to a 0.3. Heavy, heavy duty. Okay, let's do the break and then we'll come back and give you a bunch of numbers that nobody will understand. This is Neil Rogers. Whoa. This is 560 QAM. Oh, the rock is too let us know. What's up with Ariel Sharon? Some days you say that he is fine. Some days you say he has flat lines. So come on and let us know. Will he stay or will he go? He would not fake, fake, fake. He had a stroke for heaven's sake. I think someone is telling lies. 
don't even know if he's alive. Maybe he's doing just so so. See, what I tell you about IOD going through the roof thanks to Wilma, they should not have uh, even done a November thing. Right. They should just uh, forget about it. Well, anyway. How many diaries do you think they got sent back in November? About 30, man. What is it? We'll be, uh, this show anyway, we'll be number two when we get the uh, 10 to 2. I'm sure of that. IOD is going to kick our ass. And it did. Well, I knew that. Didn't I tell you that this morning? Yes, you did. There was no doubt about it, man, because of the uh, hurricane. And INZ also, keep in mind, INZ was simulcasting IOD during uh, November for a couple of weeks during that uh, Wilma business. Well, in other words, you already know this? They told you that? No, I just looked as I uh, was faxing it to you. You looked at what? Oh, in other words, you already got it? I looked at 10 to 3, and then I just added our usual 1-ish that we get when we extrapolate it. Yeah. In other words, we're not even number 2 on there. We're like 3? We're like 5. What are you talking about? We're number 5 in men? 10 to 3. 2554? Right. Wow. But the other numbers that are ahead of us, like we're a 5.4, and the other ones are like a 5.2 to 5.3. Yeah. So when you add the, the one that we usually add on to that when you extrapolate. Well, it been nice knowing you folks. Let's see. 25 to 54 men. Hot 105. Heavy Ethnic and Wilma. You put that together. IOD. Look at that. From a 3.6 in a summer book to a number 2, 5.7. Okay. That's what happens when something besides ball games is going on in the world. We take a big dump. Here on QAM, thanks to that fantastic news department that we've got, man. We're going to keep you right on top of it. EDR 3rd, CMQ 4th, WAMR. Oh, man, talk about heavy ethnic. Radio Amor yeah. went from 11th to 5th. EDR What's... got all the diaries. They just broke all kinds of records all across the day. Did they really? And across demo. WXDJ, 4-4 to a 4-5. Big 5-8 down to a 4 These numbers are sad. They're sad. Let's see. What about uh, life? Is number eight. QAM. Look at that. Oh, I guess that's overall. Huh? From a four five in men, eight twenty five fifty four to a three four. From number five to number ten. Oh my God. Well, that's the way it goes when you have that hurricane, baby. INZ two oh two two five, and that's got nothing to do with Scare America because they've been dropping like a rocket. It's got to do with the hurricane. Waxy from a one point three to a two two. They were in a two two over there. They went from twenty third to twenty uh, to nineteenth in men twenty five fifty four. They're making a big move. Can you smell it? Wow. This is scandalous is what this is. Isn't it? I guess. Sure, why not? Well, we had the hurricane. I mean, we were expecting this. I, I told you this. Didn't I tell you I had a bad feeling about this? I could smell it? Yeah, but you say that all the time. Oh, I better put some paper in there. Okay, whistle the tune. Where's that rapper's delight bed there, uh, Josh? We've been rehearsing for this. You're going to have to loop it, you know, if we run out of music. Gonna do this okay, rhythm? kill that crap. Let's see. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty interesting, marginally. All right, let's see what happened in the day parts, okay? Men 2554, and then we can dispense with this crap. So I guess we can't play that thing anymore. Well, we'll play it anyway, okay? We'll find some demo. We're number two. one, damn it! In retards. How do you know we're number two? You're just guessing on that. we got to wait till my... I've never when? been wrong. <laughs> About anything. As far as that extrapolation. Men 2554, 6 to 10 a.m. WXDJ is number one. No speaking English, i.e. Big. Uh, isn't that interesting? They dropped from a 7-1 chair to a 6-4, but they moved from number 3 to number 2. This is very... This whole thing's screwed up. They're followed by Radio Amor, which continues creeping up and up. No spigot English in South Florida, baby. Hot 105, 8-9 to a 5-9. They took a big drop. That's in the morning. WIOD from a 2-7 to a 5-3. They double the audience thanks to Wilma. They should only croak, okay? Too bad Wilma did knock their tower over right in the damn bay. You know what? We doubled the audience through an Andrew, remember? 
When we yeah, but that was WIOD. Right. It was not exactly. this radio station. Exactly. CNQFM, 44 to a 5. They're number 6. No spigot in glace. EDR, 4141. It's not what you're talking about. Maybe some places. Uh, what am I missing on here? Oh, I guess QAM. <laughs> Magic, 33 to a 3 point. Oh! Yeah. That's that Bob Hamilton music, man. They're stuck. Love, 29 to a 3. Radio Suave, 1 1 to a 2.8. Oh, I'm going to tell you, man, this is such a heavy ethnic thing. I guess all the uh, non ethnics uh, left town for two months. Holy. W A S U A Radio Suave? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, HDR, I don't know what that is. 1 9 to a 2 5. What is that? Oh, that's rock. that, uh, huh? The uh, rock station, for lack of a better term. Right. Croc. QAM, this is in the morning, 3.8 from number 8 to number 12 to a 2 5. Oh, my. Uh, the coast two eight two a two five and then PPZ. We don't. What is PPZ? Sorry. PP, huh? That's Some no Palm idea. Beach thing. I don't know what that is, but they're number fifteen with a two four. They, they tied Waxy. They tied Waxy. So let's see. In the morning, we had a two five and Waxy went from a one four to a two four. That's where their increase was. They had a big goose in the morning there. And you know what I'm thinking again? No. What? Ira. Hank was uh, moving up nicely once the uh, basketball season ended there and jumped way the hell up. Goosed up, and then we got Ira back. You believe in Ira no, again? Nobody will. You know, yes, nobody will listen to me. They're, you know, he just uh, all of that stuff. I, I, I got nothing to say about it. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. They won't listen to me anyway. You know that. Oh yeah. No matter what I say, they run the other way. They do the exact opposite. How come the rest of the stuff ain't coming over now? I don't know. It went all through. Still sending here. Page 24 of 25, almost page done. Page 25, but I mean, it's not just not printing it yet. All That's because right. I just shoved Send the, the paper in there. A lot of buffers. It'll come flying through there. Okay, let's get back to business. Okay, we sucked. We're number five in men, which is uh, unprecedented, I think, on this, uh, in any uh, station. I never heard of that. I just want to see the numbers, though, for myself before I decide whether I agree with your analyzation. Do it. You got your thumb in the right place? Okay, let's get back to the poll. Okay, whose death in 2005 was saddest to you? Richard Pryor, 100, Johnny Carson, 96. Come on, folks. Uh, I hate this poll, 71. None of the above, 64. All the Americans who died needlessly in Iraq, 62. That will be number one and should be. Uh, what else we got? None of the above, 80, uh, 65. Hunter S. Thompson, 43. Pope Paul's got about 30, man. Luther Vandross, 29. Anne Bancroft, 21. Rosa Parks, 16. Peter Jennings, 13. Don Adams, 13. Nipsey Russell, 11. Simon Diefenthal, 11. Bob Denver, 10. Eddie Guerrero, 8. Terry Schiavo, 8. Hank Stram, 7. George Best, 6. James Doohan, five. Billy Rehnquist, five. John DeLorean, five. And after that, it's teeny tiny potatoes. This thing is not uh, printing on my right. I received it, but let me take a look. Uh, it says receiving, but I don't know what else is receiving at this point. It's, it's, maybe it just uh, it just got worn out. just got tired of pumping out all them sheets, huh? Needs to breathe. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. So how did uh, Waxy do in midday? You Since you me. got him and I don't. I don't have him anymore. What do you mean you don't have him anymore? They get taken on out of here. What the hell's that all about? Suppose that this doesn't come through and you've got to refax it again. What do you mean they get taken on out of there? Oh, here they come back. Jesus, what kind of a pile of communist garbage is this? Oh, I don't this need communist. This probably sucked big know. time. I told you the Wilma was going to break our back. Didn't I tell you that? Yeah. I've been part... doing this uh, more than five or ten minutes. Now, how did they do? They did uh, gigantic there in the morning. They were on the verge of passing Ira Win. I mean, uh, Hank, like he's standing oh, uh, still. For the middays, you're asking, right? Yes. 0. 0.8 to a 1.7. Uh-oh! More than double that audience. And what That's do right. we have? We had a uh, 5.0, from a 6.5 to a 5.0. And they had a what? 1.7. That's pretty close. 5.0 to a 1.7. We had a 5 and then 25.54? 10 to 3. And what did the afternoon have? These numbers are not coming through. 
Sorry, I will have to uh, refaction. No, wait a minute. Uh, afternoon was a uh, from a four three to a three seven. So now it says receiving page one again. Well, that's not that much. Well, oh, no, I sent you another fax, so that's another page one that you must be getting. Oh boy. Okay, during the break, I guess I'll try to uh, finger that out. Okay. All this stuff because the audience doesn't care about this. It's inside stuff, and we get like half the. If assuming you're right, we're number two. We get like a half-assed bonus and right. that stuff. I'll bet my bonus on it. And Josh probably betting his bonus on uh, not getting anything. Yeah, double it, triple it. <laughs> Shoot the moon, son. Now, what, what was IOD's number? I'm curious. We had a five, and IOD's number was what? Probably a seven, eight? A seven, nine. See, I told you. I told you. How did they compete with a hurricane, man, when we had like a month that might yeah. as well be off the air? And, and despite all of our efforts, you know, we had the conference room set up for the information hotline. Oh, oh and, and listen, I sat here on the Internet and on the, with the CNN thing, and like day after day thinking we're giving out some good information. We'd have been better off just playing uh, crap, you know? Yeah. I, I'm Parts serious. Are. I'm serious. Fart sounds for uh, right. two weeks. We probably had a 15 shares. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Let's say Kaddish, okay, for a QAM. What do you say? Anyway, it's Josh that hurricane, man. I beg oh, your pardon? Josh was out of the room when you said whatever you said, so I'm just refaxing. Uh, oh, something. I said the refax, please, because I, like, re uh, reset my uh, thing there, and we're just sitting there uh, after I stuck all the paper in the, uh, the 10 to 3 and the 3 to 7. There you go. That's it. That's all I need. Okay. I don't need all that other uh, Schweinerei. Calderol. Schweinerei. All that Hazerai. Let's see. 10 to 3. Okay, this, it looks just as bad here as it did before. Oh, I see. I don't have the, uh, I don't have the rest of the uh, morning, but I don't want it. Because after the top uh, 24, I mean, Waxy, look at that. Move from 22nd to tied for 15th. It's that Joe Rose against uh, Ira. I mean, <clears throat> midday. Look at that. 5-2. Well, you're right. we got a real uh, strong shot. We're probably going to be number two. Right? right? Right. I think it's a lot. IOD is 7.9. CMQ, 5-3. Tied for second with EDR, 5.3. And Love 94, 5.2. Then we got a 5.0, oh. which uh, that's 10 to 3. So 10 to 2 probably got like a maybe a 6, 5-8. Right. I think you're right. Number 2 is a lock. Well, that's not too bad. That's a little we'll tough. Piece. You know, but we got uh, everybody in South Florida got screwed by Wilma, so why shouldn't we, I guess, right? Sure. Again. Man. So sure. I guess there goes Josh's big bonus. Damn. Right down the oh, toilet. Well, I guess that's to Vegas. Forget about it. Boy, that's bad news. Bad news for us. And, of course, Greg Reed can say, well, you see, I'm not there anymore. You see how they're going on the toilet? Well, guess what? You were here during all of this, Greg, with your fantastic leadership during Wilma. I mean, that's probably, uh, I don't want to go into him. I don't want to even touch him with your hand. Afternoons, WIOD, number one with a 5-9, up from a 4-1. I mean, it's the hurricane, baby. Is there any doubt about it? No. Is there anybody with a half a brain? 
So between the hurricane and the ethnic fallout, the ethnics who sent back the diaries because they had nothing else to do. Man, this is just scary. E, look at that hot one from a 4-7 in the afternoon to 5-7. It went from turd to second. EDR actually dropped. I don't know what you were looking at. You're, like, confused. Okay. Radio Amor, they're the ones. Oh, boy. They're the chigger in the woodpile, Radio Amor. 4-2 to a 4-5. Big took a big dump. Look at that. Look in the afternoon. Big went from number one to number five. They lost uh, one and a half points. And this is uh, th this book is so outrageous. Radio Suave. Nobody even knows where to find that on the dial. Look at this. In the afternoon, they went from a 1.1 share, which is about where they always are. Nobody even knows. It's about a 10-watt AM uh, no-speaking lay station to a 3.7 from 25th to tied for 9th, tied with QAM, which dropped from 5th to 9th in the afternoon. Oh, boy, from a 4.3 to a 3.7. INZ, 2.7 to a 3.5. They were simulcasting IOD for like two weeks at least. And Waxy, 1.8 to a 3.1 in the afternoon. So Mad Dog with a 3.7 and Waxy with a 3.1. Here they come. Here comes Joel Feinberg in that gang. Yeah, exactly. We're number five, baby. We're number 86. I think that's what we got done. We got 86th. Well, we were long overdue for one of these. And you know what? Who sure. cares? As long as the checks keep coming. I mean, we do care, but it's... Like I said, we're just going to fake our way through. Uh... <laughs> oh. well, now, what, what is this fax that you sent me? Despite your call yesterday, this has not changed. Well, what does that mean? Uh, the, the, about the do not call registry. Remember, we didn't know what to think after all the uh, conflicting right. stories that we were getting. It says, if you received an email telling you that your cell phone is about to be assaulted by telemarketing calls, this is from the FCC, no less, as a result of a new cell phone number database, rest assured that this is not the case. Telemarketing to cell phone numbers has always been illegal in most cases and will continue to be so. In response to recent email campaigns urging consumers to place their cell phone numbers on the National Do Not Call Registry, the FTC and the FCC issued this advisory to give consumers the facts. One emailing, uh, make, email making around says, oh, here you go, this is the one. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder, in a few weeks, cell phone numbers are being released to telemarketing companies will start uh, to receive sale, uh, sales calls. You'll be charged for these calls. To prevent this, call the following number from your cell phone, and it's got that 888 uh, number that the guy called in. Right. It is the National Do Not Call List. It will only take a minute of your time. It blocks number for five years. Pass it on to all your friends. Another version claims the FTC has set up a Do Not Call List. It's uh, called a cell phone registry. To be included on the Do Not Call List, you must call from the number you wish to register. Here's what you need to know about the National Do Not Call Registry program. FCC regulations prohibit telemarketers from using authorized dialers to cell phone numbers. Automated dialers are standard in the industry, so most telemarketers are barred from calling consumers on their cell phones without their consent. The federal government does not maintain a national cell phone registry. Personal cell phone users have always been able to add their numbers to the National Do Not Call Registry, the same registry consumers use to register their landlines either online or uh, at www.donotcall.gov or by calling toll-free, and that is the correct number, 1-888-382-1222 from the telephone number they wish to register. 1-888-382-1222. Registrations become effective within 31 days of signing up. They're active for five years. There is no cutoff date or deadline for registrations. Business-to-business -business calls are not covered under the registry. One triple eight three eight two twelve twenty two. Call from the number you want to have. Block all that crap. Right. And the moral of the story is, if you uh, the hear what about story? it, uh, the moral of the story. Oh, the moral. What is the moral? Time, if you hear about it from an email or uh, from a caller on a radio show, uh, think again. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why we deeper. always like uh, right. double and triple check. Like, uh, how's Catherine Harris doing, by the way? Oh, she's just uh, fine in her plane there. Mm. So this was, uh, you know, and it's easy to say, well, Wilma, but it happens to be true. And like I said yesterday, you know, say it ahead of time as opposed to afterward because it sounds like crying spilled milk. That doesn't explain, however, the uh, waxy increase, see? Now, was that, would that be the dolphin situation or would that be that they're uh, making a move now? Are they making a move, you think? No. Huh? 
Okay. I'm sure that Joel would like to have us think that they're making a big move, but this is good. Now we can't just take them for granted. Now we've got to put the Mad Dog on two to six. That's a good point. And an excellent point. I think it's excellent that we wound up with this a very marginal book because now we are really, we've got to take and put our best feet forward. First, we dump the hour segment there on Hank's show, and then we move Mad Dog up to two to six, put Curtis on six to eight, and now we're all set. What do you say? Sounds great. Your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's get with it now. Let's get serious. Let's get our nose down to the old rhinestone, cowboy. What's this piece of junk you just sent? Michael. Piece of junk. Uh, William Westmoreland, Abe Hirschfeld, and Mel Patrick Gray. They all died last year? I don't know. Each time I found one of them had died, I jumped for joy so much, I ended up hurting myself to the point of requiring hospitalization, Michael says. As far as the death of somebody I'll actually miss, Link Ray. Don't you remember Link Ray and the Raymond? Now, what was the song? Uh, Rumble, Rumble Tumble, Ramble, whatever the hell it was. It was on Cadence Records, I believe. Also, I'm shocked that an old fart says he's himself or forget the passing of the great Louis Nye. Oh, I bet you Boca Brian, he, Chicken actually have called in with that. Louis Nye, you got it? Got it. And Link Ray, W-R-A-Y. Since Dolphin fans have no more losses on Sunday to morning until September, perhaps they've gone back to mourning the passing of Reggie Roby. Was that last year he died or the year before? Mm, Reggie uh, Roby. I got no Link Ray in my machine. W-R-A-Y. Oh, you don't got it there. No, you wouldn't have. No, sorry. Everyone in Hallandale Beach is still sitting sure for Lawrence Welk's main henchman, Myron Florin. Oh, he played the accordion, Myron Florin. He was a wonderful, him? wonderful man. Rosemary Kennedy and James Stockdale died, but nobody could tell the difference. Lastly, says Michael, I'd like to wish a happy 83rd birthday to Jean Stapleton. Hopefully she won't be on the Who Died in 2006 poll. Love her, especially her singing voice. Jean Stapleton. Da, 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 da. How, what do you say? What about it? Well, she's still alive. Yeah. There's somebody. What year did uh, Carol O'Connor die? I guess that was two, three years ago, right? At least. I'll look it up. Oh, how sad. Five six seven oh five sixty. Where the hell is the uh, All in the Family on this disc? You have to be kidding me. Johnny Carson is on here, and there's no All in the Family on this list. This is uh, like a communist plot, this whole damn thing. 2001. Oh, Carol O'Connor. It's on here, I told you. So anyway, thank you, uh, Michael, for your illuminating facts, and you can put whichever ones on there you feel at this point, whatever you feel like, okay? Because I'm like I'm numb, I feel dumb and numb and full of something. Yeah. Okay. New Nevada pair sentenced in chili finger case. A couple who planted a severed finger in a bowl of wine. This is the update on yesterday's story, and I know that most of you are following this religiously. It's a hell of a lot more important than the guy who disappeared on that uh, Royal Caribbean cruise ship. The guy that they're making such a big simus about. You know, it, it's just, I don't even know what to say about it no more. It, it's mind-blowing. It's sad, and then, uh, and now what? It's tragic. The stuff, the chicken, a roba, and a guy in a cruise ship, and mm. on and on, hour after hour after hour. And that Dan Abrams, who's such a jackass, man. MSNBC, I take it back. CNN does have to be taken off the air, but not until MSNBC. Them first. Fox, forget about it. A couple who planted a severed finger in a bowl of Wendy's chili in a scheme to extort money from the fast food chain were sentenced yesterday to prison terms of at least nine years. Don't you think that's a little bit extreme? Nope. Anna Ayala, 40, who said she bit into the digit was sentenced to nine years. Her husband, Jane, Jamie Placencia, 44, who obtained a finger from a co-worker who lost it in a workplace accident, was sentenced to more than 12 years. Man, oh man, I guess the, the scales of justice gave them the finger. Life, fry their asses. Greed and avarice overtook this couple, said Superior Court Judge Edward Davila, adding that the pair had lost their moral compass, kind of like our president. The two pleaded guilty in September. Our previous president lost his oral compass, and this president's lost his moral compass. 
The two pleaded guilty in September to conspiracy to file a false insurance claim and attempted grand theft with damages exceeding two and a half million. In a tearful plea for leniency, Ayala apologized to a courtroom gallery and said the scheme was a moment of poor judgment. She said she retched March 22nd after biting in the fingertip while dining with her family at Wendy's in San Jose. Forensic tests later showed Ayala never chomped down on the finger, but she described the incident to TV news crews. She never chomped on that anyway. There's no words to describe what I felt. It's sick, it's disgusting, she said in a clip played before sentencing. Just knowing there was a human remain in my mouth has turned me apart inside. Although authorities suspected a hoax in part because the finger was not cooked. Word of the stomach-turning fine quickly spread around the world. The Dublin, Ohio-based fast food chain claimed it lost $2.5 million in sales because of the bad publicity caused of a finger. And dozens of workers at the company's Northern California franchises were laid off. Penny Lynch, Wendy's senior vice president, asked the judge to send a message that consumer fraud is a serious crime that demands a severe penalty. The sentencing followed a 90-minute hearing in which several Wendy's employees testified, including the man who made the chili and the cashier who helped Ayala on the day she made the claim. I felt so bad for the fear of what people would think of me, said Hector Pineda, who made the chili and initially came under suspicion. We're the ones who have suffered. No Wendy's employee was missing a digit at the San Jose restaurant, and no chili suppliers reported finger injuries at their plants. In April, Ayala was arrested at her suburban Las Vegas home. Investigators found a pattern of legal claims she brought against businesses in her name or for her children. She's just a con artist, that's all. Right. I say uh, nine, 90 years, not sure. nine. Placencia bought, brought the tip of Brian Rossiter's right ring finger. He bought it for 100 bucks and told him that he and Ayala were plotting this, uh, they were hatching this plot. Rossiter later told uh, police the couple offered him 250 grand to keep his mouth shut. During a recorded jailhouse phone call, Ayala bragged about how many other inmates were asking for an autograph. Isn't that something? I'm famous now. Yeah. But you have plenty of time to give autographs in there, sweetheart. That's right. You miserable bitch. You disgusting piece of crap. They should have cooked you her into some chili. Human turd. God. Well, look at that. 1213 already. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 562 AM. Yeah. The rejoin just froze up. I don't know. Neil Rogers, I think, is the perfect example of queer. What is his purpose for his new show, or his ugly show? He uses that word rectum every five minutes because that's where his brain is. He's never going to get past the South Florida audience because that, the town and the people that he's always complaining about are the only fools that would give him any time of day. Eventually, his ratings will drop so low, he'll have to readjust rectum. Rectum? Hell, it damn near killed him. <laughs> How's it going at the NSA? 1219 at 560 WQM. We're number five, baby, and we're mighty proud of it. I think you're right. We're going to be number two. I right. just looked at this again. I examined mm -hmm. it. I wiped my butt with it. Right. I sniffed it a couple of times. Never been wrong. I could smell that deuce <laughs> a mile away. Well, I have been farting a lot. That's what it was. 
Five, six, seven. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, I mean the audience is in a coma, so it was heavy ethnic, and we had the hurricane, and we uh, stunk the joint out. And you know what does that got to do with anything, huh? Yeah, I wonder if that guy's still on our tower. That's a good and question. if you're still up there, by the way, Robert, because uh, obviously if he's up there for hours, nature's going to be calling. Please right. feel free to pee on the tower all you want because it helps the signal a lot. Sure. It grounds it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's take a bunch of these calls here before we continue. <laughs> oh, that's right. There aren't any. Well, that's because I've been rambling with these stupid-ass numbers for half an hour, and nobody cares except the people in the business, those 43 people who are inside the business. And they're saying, ah, how do you like that? Of course, their station probably sucked even worse. What is that PBZ thing? What is that? I, I don't know. Uh, Some uh, Palm Beach thing, the obviously. Buzz? We have, I think huh? the, the, buzz. the buzz? Wow. I'm just guessing. Now. WQAM, hello. Hey, I have one for your call today. Yes, sir. Your show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 2006 now, Pally. Sorry. 5670560, pound 560, leave Verizon and singular wireless line. Look at that. The idiot in line nine is the only other caller right now, your buddy. Josh's buddy, I'm sorry, it's his line. Josh Cordes' line, hello. Yeah, oh, good. We hate you like poison. Wish you would die. We wish you'd go away. Go find a hobby already, will you? I have no life. Every single day, every day of this man's life, he is glued. He's got this glue to his Rectum. ass. That's why he's getting them good vibrations, man. He's got it turned up so loud they can hear it in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. But now he's back to whispering again. Maybe he's afraid somebody would recognize the voice like his voice. Too late. Yeah, too late. You're out of the bag, Sam. WQAM, hello. Me, Tarzan. You, fairy. Ah, WQAM, hello. I have one for you, Paul. Yes, sir. Miss Bill, come on. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil, buddy, how you doing today? Okay, Pally. Hey, man, what's up with these crazy Cubans down there in Miami? You got one guy trying to starve himself, and you got another one hanging from a pole. What's the deal down there? And uh, as far as the pole goes, I think it's that guy from Star Trek. I can't remember what his name was. I think he played the engineer. You got that on there? We already got that. What, what is his name? What the James heck was his Duin. name? Is that the guy? No, not James Doing Zulu. What? What? Not James Doing. Is that the guy? Yeah, that's right. How's James Doing? Not so that's good. That's the guy. We already got it, Pally. Right here. That's my bad for not reading the whole list again instead of getting bogged down with those stupid-ass bad numbers. Oh, man. Oh, gee, you guys really suck now. Yeah, okay. So the guy in the tower is a Cuban? No. Oh. No, but it had something to do with a, well, his, who knows? I don't want to go back to that story again. Please, just no, move forward, okay? Get off our cloud already, will you please? Let's start charging that guy rent. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, how are you? Long-time fan. I wanted to mention something about that mayor from New Orleans, right? He tried to get out of what he said by saying, oh, how do you make chocolate? You mix in some vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an idiot. He's a moron. Right, so if you want an all-white town, how do you make vanilla? You take the brown chocolate beans and you grind them up. Five six seven oh five sixty. The calls are getting better and better by the second. Pound five sixty. The Verizon Singular Wireless Line. By the way, I think most of them are coming from across the street because they're feeling their oats now. Oh, now we're doing it. We're right on their ass. Well, now we're going to see what happens uh, January, February, and March. Okay. When there's no dolphins around, now we're going to see. And actually, when there's more than like seven diaries being sent back, I wonder how many wired diaries they had. About 30, man. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, uh, I don't know if this is being repetitive, but the tower yes. that the guy is on behind the Herald, that's your old tower, actually. Your new one, the one you're currently on, is out on Cubist Game. Oh, thank God for that. Well, how come uh, I had to get you to give me the information? See, that's I'm one of the 43 here. insider geeks listening to you. What can I say? Thanks a lot, Pally. See ya. 
There's a guy who works for some other radio station. He's an insider. That's what we need, some inside information, as opposed to the Humper telling me he's the guy's on our tower because somebody gave the Humper bad information. Probably Bob Vermouth. Boy, speaking since we're already having a purge and a cleansing at this uh, company, there's a guy. Send it back to Amsterdam, man. Send it back for some of that uh, rice toffel, whatever the hell I was. Oh, brother, what a jackass. If you, if you could have seen, well, you don't even know about it. The mess no. that he left me there in my, uh, oh, boy. I don't know about it. Well, he just gave up. He threw his arms up in the air and said, well, it doesn't work, and I'll leave it to the uh, Amsterdam engineer. And that guy, like, I think he impaled himself. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing, Pally? Okay, Pally. Hey, Neil, two things. Um, I just wanted to tell you, I remember you were, you were talking. I moved from Coral Springs up to Delray Beach, all right? They got this, they got this magazine that comes out. It's called, like, the Boca Delray Life. It's this real fancy magazine. Boy! I, yeah, I was looking through it. Boom, there's an article in there, one page, every month, called Mail Call. Guess who the author is? Greg Budell. And he's writing, writing, yeah, he's writing this whole article and how thankful he is. And he's, he works for some radio station in Montgomery, Alabama. And he, and he thanks God for giving him the chance to get oh, the radio again. Oh, good God. I got, I got a oh. article. It's hysterical. It really wow. is. Uh, unbelievable. What, what's the hey, publication again? The Boca Weekly Reader? What is it? No, it's called Boca Delray Life. It's, you oh. know, I moved to Delray because it's nice up there, but I had no idea. That's my, that my life's ambition was to be able to write for them. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally. Thanks for the good news. Uh -huh. Greg Budell writing for the Boca uh, Delray Life. As in, I have no life. And by the way, the good news is, Greg, everybody in South Florida still hates you like poison. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Do you have a heart or a liver? Hey, it's Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany but good, clean family fun. Ah! I'm here and you're there. <laughs> I can tie the phrase, huh? You know that pipe smoking thing's rape is funny? Is that funny, huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Oh, now, see here. Right now. Oh, I want those pants drop them down you. the... Hey, you like it? Hey, get your hands up. Get out of there. Got up and submit. That's my delicates. Don't touch my delicates. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it there. <laughs> What are you, some kind of fairy? What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been right enough to know the difference. We're supposed to be talking about sports here. This is sports radio over here. We love men. From this point on, I demand. They get paid by the door. Yeah. Now, we're going to make something out of this crepe paper, you understand? You. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> it's a joke, you moron. Ah. Oh, no. There's Martians in my pants. Hello, Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden, yes. I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. But now drop your pants. Huh? I said drop your pants. The essence of Mo Kendall gives you something to do while you're watching golf. Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Ah, now look what you made me do. God, take your pants on. Now, then why? You want to watch my show? You'll do as you're told. 
Now get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now come here. Now get over there. Come here. Now come here. Right there. Over here. Stole the pizza. No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza. Now see here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza. I did not steal a pizza. I only had one slice. Put that headquarters in a glass door. See if anybody's inside. No. Closer. Closer? A little closer. I gave it. Like this. Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I ought to... Now, see here. All right, all right, you supplicants, step aside. I'm the new pope, see? I stand before you now. Let me bless you, my son. Under the door, under the door, under the door. Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tutelage. I don't want to look for that tutelage. I don't want your tutelage over me. They'll never find me in Of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know. Can I go home now? Oh, I'm sure. Watch out for Mr. Whipples. Forget about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. Absolutely. Cop 34, 26 to 1. We got Curtis Stevenson, the Curtis Show from a 2 to 4. Now, is that official or what? Today and tomorrow, anyway. Today and tomorrow. And then? And then? Mad Dog 4 to 7. Jesse Adler 7 to 8 30. We got that Big Panther preview, 8 30 to 9. Panthers at the Phoenix Coyotes, 9 o'clock tonight. And then we got Eddie K after the hockey game. After the hockey game? Hockey game will be over like midnight. Anyway, it's the kind of life he lives, you know. Uh, on a poll, we got 777 votes. 777. Not bad. Boy, if we had that many listeners uh, back during the uh, ratings in November, we might have like, uh, we might be number three. Is that number five? 777. And if we can get to 1,000, if we can get like about 850 by the top of the hour, what do you think? Can we do it? That would make us feel better. Would it make you feel a lot better if we got a thousand uh, votes during the sure. show in this poll? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, well, come on, boy, you're difficult, man. It'll make me feel a lot better, Josh. Oh yeah, it'll make up for that bonus I'm not going to get. Right. See, Josh's bonus can be easily supplanted with another 223 votes. <laughs> Whose death in 2005 was saddest to you? All the Americans who died needlessly in Iraq has, like, as predicted, zoomed to the top. Thanks, whoever faxed that in. 125. How could we forget? Johnny Carson, 106. Here's Johnny. Richard Pryor, 103. I hate this poll, 73. None of the above, 70. You're right. Those two always do extremely well. Hunter S. Thompson, 46. Pope Paul John the Tooth, 34. Lothar, uh, Luther, Lothar Vandross, About 30, man. 30. And Bancroft, 23. Rosa Park, 16. Peter Jennings, 15. How come I haven't played that Peter Jennings bit? I love that. I don't know. Play it again. Same. Nipsey Russell, 13. Don Adams, 13. Bob Denver, 11. Simon Wiesenthal, 11. Terry Schiavo had Cube. 10. Eddie Guerrero, 9. Hank Stram, 8. George Best, 7. James Doolin, 6. Fat Rich had five. <laughs> Paul Winchell, five. Uh, Billy Rehnquist, five. John DeLorean, five. Pat Morita, four. Frank Perdue, four. Eddie Albert, three. Sandra Dee, three. Johnny Cochran, two. Howard Morris, two. Pat McCormick, one. Did we put Louis and I on here or not? Yeah, yeah we did. Uh, Michael Vale, one. Frank Gorshin, one. Ed McBain, one. I don't know who that is. Dick Weber, one. The Bowler. Bill Proxmire, one. One for Sir John Mills. Bill Lehman. Barbara Belgetti's Arthur Miller. And the big oh. none. None. For Louis Nye, Link Ray, Vincent Chiavelli, Sid Luff, Barbara Belgades, Eddie Albert, Prince Rainier, Max Schmeling, Shirley Chisholm, Ossie Davis, Eugene McCarthy. And no votes for Gene McCarthy? 
Jack Anderson, Ralph Edwards, Skitch Henderson, Hildegard, John Ray, Tyrone Davis, Prince Rainier, and Saul Bella. I don't want to say that South Florida's a little on the shallow side. I mean, how is that possible? Huh? Easily. Maybe the old farts don't have computers. Is that it? That's one reason. That must be it, because how could they not vote for Gene McCarthy? That stood up to LBJ. Back during Vietnam, just like nobody except Howard Dean wants to stand up to this Nazi we got in there now during Iraq. Oh, look at this. We're awaiting the vice president's speech on the war on terror. Let's be sure I missed that. Okay, uh, here's what the Sun Sentinel's got so far. Well, that was a nice flavor, that Greps. Mm. Yeah, I've been enjoying mine, too. Kind of like yeah, licorice. A group strongly supported by Florida's Republican Party wants a voter uh, referendum. It's got a swastika on this uh, poll, too, I noticed. Wants a voter referendum. The good part of it is they're probably not going to get it because they're way short on signatures and their, their deadline is coming like in about five minutes. This November on whether to ban gay marriages and same-sex civil unions in the state, are you for or against the ban? And, of course, this has taken a turn, as you'd expect. 1,038 total responses. And this is in Broward, far and away the most liberal county in Florida. So what do you expect? 45.6% in favor of the ban, 48.7% against the ban, and 5.7% saying, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how to vote. There, there's, you're, you know, no matter what the poll is, it's always, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have no opinion. You know, what has it got to do with ball games? So we'll, we'll keep uh, zooming in on that. I think there might be a little freeping going on, so we better do our own freeping. Get all the uh, Yay. listeners out there, both of them, to do it. An unattended cigarette. Oh, speaking of faggots. An unattended cigarette started the fire that destroyed a 12-unit condominium in the Winmore Village retirement community earlier this week. Oh, How do you hey. like that? One little faggot. I don't think we have that in here, do we? That's on a, uh, no. What? It's on a cart. Lonesome faggot. That's on a cart. It's in there. It is not. It's got to be. Under lonesome faggot? Yeah. No, it is not. Let me say it again. Not on my deal. Here on mine. Cruising down this cane. Okay. But hurricane-related damage to the building's roof and ceilings helped quickly spread the blaze, which caused more than $1.2 million in damage. Fire officials said the 12-unit building will have to be demolished. The fire started in the master bedroom of E2, a second-floor condo unit at 1105 Bahama Bend. At 3.05 Monday afternoon, they ruled the blaze accidental. Hurricane-related damage had caused some damage to the roof ceilings and firewalls in the attic, allowing the fire to spread quickly and unhindered. How do you like that? It just went like, like wildfire. One woman suffered minor smoke inhalation, was taken to hospital. Eleven residents left without homes, and George will take them all into his house. No sweat. Right, they can sleep on my front lawn. If oh, they wait, bring the pizza. I have one. If they bring the pizza. So anyway, just one little faggot, and that's, of course, what's burning up uh, California and Texas, Oklahoma. All these people tossing their faggots into the woods. Doug Thompson writes, do I have time to do this before the break? I'll make time. Okay. How's that? How do you like that? Okay. In the rant, your favorite, CapitalHillBlue.com, mounting evidence proves the White House lied about relationship with corrupt lobbyists. I'm going to do it after the break because I don't want to, like, rush through it because he's our very favorite. Did I say rush through it? And by the way, Rush, you're not fooling anybody. You and uh, that other little uh, Nazi junior in the afternoon, all their numbers were strictly Wilma-related, okay? Won't it be something to watch some of these people fall right back, right back to Earth? Come uh, whenever the hell that next number comes out, right? Right. Because it's not important for us to succeed, of course, but for them to fail. This is Neil Rogers. Absolutely. This is 560 QAM. Tremendous. It's going to call us. Rosella, Georgia. Hello. Hi there. Hi. First of all, Larry, I want to thank you for channeling Mr. Jennings from Beyond the Grave for us. Okay. Peter, how are things in hell? Well, it's hard. I never thought it was going to be anything but hard. So I guess now you're really a smoker, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it goes with the territory. It goes with the territory. Ocala, Florida, for Peter Jennings. Hello. Hey, Peter, do you know any dead celebrity jokes? No, ma'am, and if I did, I wouldn't say so. Baldwin <laughs> um, City, Kansas. Hello. Uh, yeah, Peter, are the rumors true? 
Is hell really a couple degrees cooler than the center of a McDonald's apple pie? I think the answer is yes. But you've asked a question that a lot of people in the country are going to ask today. Somerset, Kentucky for Peter Jennings. Hello. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. Hello, Mr. Jennings, is there Celine Dion music in hell? Yes. And it just happens. It goes on and on and on oh. for hour and hour and hour after end. Oh, my. I think that would make my ears bleed. Oh, many do indeed. One more call. We have a minute left. Downers Grove, Illinois. Hello. Mr. Jennings, what would you like for Christmas? Uh... Saddam Hussein. Oh, so Saddam's on your wish list. Yes, as, as is George Bush. George Bush is also... Peter Jennings. Yeah, thank you as always, Peter. Thanks, Lance. It's really nice to see you. And he's got 16 votes, and he's been dead for uh, several months. That'll teach you uh, people out there, speaking of faggots, quit puffing on them cancer sticks, okay? They'll kill you. Kill you slow. That's my advice. Quit puffing on them. Okay, so George being the bastard that he is... Right, so bastard. he wastes four pages of my... Although, you know the good part about this? I can use this for a poll. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did this. Well, I had Eric do all the work, all, Can you imagine if I had to write all these out longhand? Brutal. Poor Eric, he's going to hate you like poison when he gets this. <laughs> oh. Hey, he can cut and paste. He's the one that gave me this in the first Yeah, that's place. right. Uh, although, I think the, the poll is about what's the best movie of all time. Right. But The Godfather, uh, they need to be separated. Absolutely. Godfather. That always wins. Part two. Well, no, but I mean, it's, it's not one movie. The question is, what is hey, the best movie of all time? On that now, video granted, tape you I can got. buy the uh, trilogy, et cetera, exactly. and so on. But they're two separate movies. You are right. So, anyway, that had 435 votes. Now, what do you tell me about uh, Magnolia? Had none? No, it had one. It had one. Solamente una. Well, I guarantee it'll do better this time because I'll vote for it just out of spite, even though I don't all think right. it's the best movie well, of all time. Well, you can have Eric put any number of votes in there you want, you know. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Give Umberto D? Is that the name of this movie? I can't because it's chopped off. What now? Is that what it says? It's uh, Umberto D? It's not chopped off on mine, too. Oh. Um, yeah, I guess. I never heard of it. I don't know what the hell it is. Anyway, th this is great. Thank you so much, even though you're trying to like stick it to me. In fact, I might just cancel that uh, order from Amazon.com. Oh. Now, did that show up yet or what? Somebody's no, probably got their... Check during the, uh, uh, somebody's got the their fingers on your goods, man. I wish. 1247 at 560 WQAM. Mounting evidence proves White House lied about relationship with corrupt lobbyist, writes Doug Thompson, CapitalHillBlue.com. White House claims that President George W. Bush doesn't know corrupt lobbyist Jack Abramoff may soon rank up there with I did not have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky, is a blatant public lie destroyed by mounting evidence. Abramoff, the GOP loyalist who White House spokesman Scott McClellan claims Bush doesn't know, was a key player in Bush's transition team after the disputed $2,000 presidential election. Abramoff, working on Interior Department transition issues, attended a number of meetings with Bush during the transition. Bush tapped Abramoff as a member of his presidential transition team, advising the administration on policy and hiring at the Interior Department, which oversees Native American issues, writes Richard Wolf and Holly Bailey in Newsweek. That level of close access to Bush, Delay, and other GOP leaders has been cited by many of the Indian tribes who hired Abramoff with hopes of gaining greater influence with the administration and Congress on gaming issues. Although McClellan claims Bush didn't meet with Abramoff, another White House spokesman, Aaron Healy, said last year that they may have met on occasion. After the Abramoff scandal broke, Healy amended her statement to add the president did not consider him a close friend and claimed the White House had limited contact with lobbyists. McClellan Tuesday claimed he could find only two contacts between the White House and Abramoff. Yet, public lobbying records filed by Abramoff's firm show the lobbyists made 195 lobbying contracts with the administration on issues from the uh, Mariana Islands alone during the Bush's first 10 months in office. Abramoff lobbied to preserve the American territorial islands, notorious for their made-in-the-USA sweatshops, as exempt from the federal minimum wage standards. Two key players in Abramoff's lobbying team wound up with Bush administration jobs. Patrick Pizzella, named an assistant secretary of labor by Bush, 
and David Safavian, chosen by Bush to oversee federal procurement policy in the OMB. In fact, Abramoff's close ties with Bush go back to 97 when the then-governor of Texas wrote a letter on the lobbyist's behalf supporting his Mariana's Island client's school choice proposal. I hope you'll keep my office informed on the progress of this initiative, Bush said in the July 18, 97 letter, which included a CC, a carbon copy, to an Abramoff deputy. Although they now try to distance themselves from the disgraced lobbyists, key Bush allies once openly embraced Abramoff as one of their own. What the Republicans need is 50 Jack Abramoffs. Grover Norquist, another Bush confidant, told the National Journal in 95, I know Jack Abramoff, admitted former National Republican Committee Chairman Ed Gillespie, who adds that lobbyists like Abramoff are Republicans. They were Republicans before they were lobbyists. In April 2002, the National Journal reported last summer in an effort to raise the visibility of his Indian clients, Abramoff helped arrange the White House get-together on tax issues with President Bush for top Indian leaders, including Lovell and Pancho, the chairman of the Kushadas. Who can I say that? Just did. I wonder if they're kin to the Kushmir and Tochas. Pancho first denied the meeting took place, but later changed his story in an interview with the Texas Observer. He now confirms Abramoff attended the meeting with Bush and says Bush greeted the lobbyist warmly like an old friend. Pancho says his tribe paid Abramoff 25 grand to arrange the May 2002 meeting with Bush. Abramoff came up to GOP ranks with Norquist, uh, Norquist and conservative Christian leader Ralph Reed. All enjoyed unfettered access to Bush and worked closely with Bush's Machiavellian political advisor, Carl Rovin Maniac. In 2001, Abramoff recommended one of his key assistants, Susan Ralston, to Rove, who was looking for a new key advisor. She's still with Rove. In 2003, Rabbi Daniel Lapin, a Seattle radio host and activist, urged friends and colleagues to send campaign contributions to Bush via Abramoff, often praising the lobbyist on his show as a good and personal friend of the president. While White House aides now speak privately and anonymously about the need to clean up Congress in the wake of lobbyist Jack Abramoff's guilty pleas in an influence-peddling scandal, there is no sense of them taking the lead on what used to be a signature issue before they came to Washington, writes Wolf and Bailey. One reason may be their own reluctance to acknowledge their own ties to Abramoff, the one-time master of the lobbying universe. Just mention that in passing, okay? Liar, liar, your pants are on fire, nobody cares. Because we're too worried about that guy that fell off the, uh, or got killed or whatever happened on the cruise ship. Yeah. And the chicken in Aruba. And, of mm. course, that guy who just, uh, he's still in a coma, or maybe he's not, the guy from the uh, uh, coal mines in uh, West Virginia. I heard he was doing better. Well, you notice we don't even hear any more, speaking of coma, any more about good old Ariel Sharon. Oi! Do you hear anything more about that? Nope. No? Old news, baby. Let's get back on that cruise ship story. All right. Let's put Rita Cosby on top of it and start it up real fast. Nope, she falls off. Jesus. It's just, it's not possible. She can't possibly be on the air. Yeah, people are around the world. Her. You realize that on a satellite, you can pick that up in Europe and Asia, in Afghanistan, yeah, and like, uh, on uh, Kakamoon, on Uranus, everywhere. Wow. That is shocking. 5670560. Let's get a bunch of calls in here now between now and 2 o'clock. What do you say? Are we going to make that 1,000 uh, votes? We better. 837. Oh, boy. Rhymes with unleavened. 837. See, uh, and we ought to probably like start a campaign saying, hey, guess what? QM is back in business. We're back operating again. After November and December. It's kind of like we were out of business uh, once the hurricanes right. uh, hit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had that feeling. And on top of that, what did I tell you before the show today about December? Every single year. Every year. Not just most years. Sure. Every single year. Who did mole to stick it to us? Arbitron or uh, Greg Reed? I think it's a tie. Every year in December we get hosed by some jackass up there in Beltsville, Maryland. What a joke. 8.37, we need 163 votes in the next hour and seven minutes. It's going to be a touch and go, baby. 67 minutes, uh, like two and a half a minute. What are you voting? Yes. Can we do it? Yes. WQAM, hello. Now, see here. Who did see, see, I think if we get the 1,000 votes by 2 o'clock, then we deserve to get the full bonus. I agree. Okay. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Ah, your show's great today as usual. Um, 
not sucking around, believe me. No, I wanted not. to call for about the last two weeks ever since I heard that. I'm surprised somebody's called you on it. That day you read the blog from Lassiter. Yeah. You said you've been talking to him and everything, keeping that in touch. Correct. Yeah. That was really good. That day he called the show. I enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. I, my idea was, you know, you have. What, what was such, your idea? You have Suds sitting with George sometimes. Yeah, it was like about getting Lassiter to sit in with. He's uh, not going to be sitting in. He's uh, got issues, okay? Uh-huh. He's got health problems. He's not going to be sitting in. Uh, WQAM, hello. Yeah, why does your show over your. WQAM, hello. How about Luis Lopez Fitzgerald? <laughs> All right. Man, you don't watch Passion, so what the hell do you know about anything? Nothing. There's a guy that's got a sense of humor, unlike you. Luis Lopez Fitzgerald, not to be confused with Miguel Lopez Fitzgerald, or Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald. And, of course, uh, what's his name that we can't uh, determine? He's like Ariel Sharon now, the old man. We can't figure if he's in a coma or if he's dead or what the hell's story. I guess I better watch Passions today and find out if Alistair's still alive. They hit him with five shots, and he's still alive. And a pain in the ass. WQAM, hello. Yeah, with Neil, please. Speaking. Neil, uh, you know what I'd like to know is why in the world the news down here doesn't give more... There are information about what's going on in Riviera Beach where they're taking away 2,200 houses benefit of a marina. I don't no, know nobody nobody cares about Riviera Beach. Will you get with it and cut the crap? You, you know, why the news doesn't get more info, more info about Riviera Beach? What is wrong with you, man? Are you like on, uh, you must be on magic mushrooms or something. Good God. Riviera Beach. Jesus, God. <laughs> oh, thank God I'm not there. Let's talk about that guy who visited Oakville a few weeks ago. Give me a lecture about Toronto and the violent crime and how nasty and cold it is, eh? going to be 40 degrees in the sunshine and then it's going to be 45 and sunny tomorrow. How do you like that? Is there any snow on the ground? No. No, had a little bit last night and melted immediately, if not sooner. Not that there's anything such as global warming, you understand. Tommy Plot. You better, you better get on that river. If you want to get us back up on top and get that full bonus next book, you better get on that river or beach crap right away. We'll start a uh, newswire right from there. God almighty. I, I might, you know something, I might just eliminate the calls in 2006, the rest of it. Yeah, right. You'd like that. What? I might. I don't believe you. What, why, is, why do you say that? They suck. They absolutely suck. Yeah, what else is new? That doesn't stop Nothing you. is new, Nothing but you know, you've got to go with the flow, man. That's one thing I've done. I've like uh, been shadow boxing with the universe, kind of like Mo, without punching people in the nose all these years. You've got to go to know when, when, you know, change your gears a little bit. My God. If it's not, I got one for the pull. And let me say this, those people will not the pull. If we didn't have the pull, we wouldn't have any Good calls God. that would be worth putting on a year. Maybe maybe I have a five a year. Even when they call and answer their own question, at least it's something. Yeah, exactly. 853, what do you say? It's a mystery to me. 850, uh, whatever it is. Three. 147 in uh, 64 minutes. And if we don't get to 1,000, I'm taking a month off to recover from these damn numbers. And I'm going to ask you one kind of question. I realize we got screwed, naturally, arbitrons all over the place, and a hurricane, and yada, yada, and the ethnics. But I, I just kind of wonder what some of these numbers, men, 25, 54, when you're talking like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to like, start getting personal or anything like that. But I'm just kind of wondering what some of these numbers are. I mean, when you're talking our target demo, and you're talking numbers like these, and, of course, then you talk to Clarence, it's like, like that. Yeah, don't be knocking that Ira, man. Ira is the Antichrist. Ira is the guy who single-handedly is bringing QAM down into the end of the gutter. Ira Winbag. 1489 on the Sun Sentinel poll. You're for the ban on gay and civil marriage and civil unions or against it? 44.5% in favor of the ban. 49.8%, almost 50% against the ban. And 5.7% say, uh, what, what does that mean? Yeah. What is that? This is Neil Rogers. You're fair. 
This is 560 QAM. It's not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. The season premiere is here. It's about time. With his lowest approval rating ever, George Bush stars in... Loser. Loser. The Biggest Loser. Well, I, I, I you know, easy to understand, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, sometimes I mangle the English language. President Bush's overall approval rating, it now stands at just 42%, the lowest it's ever been. George Bush in The Biggest Loser. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Our children... And our grandchildren are grown for body parts. It's a 101 at Luis Lopez Fitzgerald. That just restored my faith in the human race. That was good. Uh, now we got eight. What do we got? 869. That means we need 131 by 2 o'clock. How about your party? 870. What did you just say? 887? 70. Do you understand anything he's talking about or what? You've become incoherent. Since you mm -hmm. discovered you lost your whole bonus and you're trying to talk your way into that number two thing. I believe you, though. I think you got me convinced. I'm, right. I'm sold. War number two, and well, we're especially when the about. afternoon number is a three-something. And you know, you know they're going to be like puffing themselves up over there across the street. Oh, now we got them. Now they're within our sights. We're going to go out there and kick some real ass. Yeah. They're puffing across the street. In fact, now it's not going to be a dollar a holler anymore. It's going to be like a buck and a quarter, right? Do you think Eric is going to be upset if I like send him all these uh, all this stuff? He's already got it. You don't have to send it to him. That's what I got. He doesn't have it with the Godfather separated. Uh, you, uh, you know, easy enough to just tell him to do that. Hey, Eric, just do that. When you do it, go in your little message I window will. and tell them, do it, do it. And then what? Make Godfather Part 2 and Godfather separate. Not Godfather Part 1, because there is no Part 1 that nitpicker uh -huh. will call in. There is no Godfather Part 1, and you guys better get your uh, crap together. Okay. Are we um, going to do that for tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Well, no, no. That's sure as how easy that might come a wreck in my brain. I mean, I'm already under this tremendous stress and duress. You ought to see the duress I got on. Lovely pink. pink. Oh, that's because I'm looking at Dick Cheney. <laughs> I guess right there. Oh, God. Wait, just wait. What are they doing there? What, what, what's going on with him? Mr. Vice President, uh, you spent years in the House. You preside over the Senate. So you understand the workings of Congress. I would argue that this Congress has lost the trust and the respect of the people, which is serious for democracy. Do you believe your party and its leaders can do something about not just the K Street syndrome, but the earmarks which have exploded, the unreported holds on nominees. So good, good nominees of the president can't get a vote for two years. Oh, brother! Wow, wow, wow! Talk about a setup deal. Give me a break. Did you hear that? I heard it. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I already I think I sent this to Josh for tomorrow, but somebody faxed it in. The Bush administration seeking to revive an online pornography law struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court has subpoenaed Google Inc. for details on what its users have been looking for through its popular search engine. What are you looking for on there, man? Uh-oh. Boobies? Google has refused to comply with the subpoena issued last year for a broad range of material from its databases, including requests for a million random web addresses and records of all Google searches from any one-week period. Lawyers for the Assistance Department said in papers filed yesterday in federal court in uh, San Jose. Do you know the way? Privacy advocates have been increasingly scrutinizing Google's practices as the company expands its offerings to include email, driving directions, photo sharing, instant messaging, and web journals. Although Google pledges to protect personal information, the company's privacy policy says it complies with legal and government requests. Google also said it has no stated guidelines on how long it keeps data, leading critics to warn that retention is potentially forever given cheap storage costs. 
The government contends it needs the data to determine how often pornography shows up in online searches as part of an effort to revive an Internet child protection law that was struck down two years ago by the U.S. Supreme Court on free speech grounds. The 98 Child Online Protection Act would have required adults to use access codes or other ways of registering before they could see objectionable material online, like that beaded curtain on the NeilRogers.com that we had to get rid of, which cut our, uh, our traffic in half on that thing. Boy, that's pretty sad, yeah. you know. Oh, on a similar well, note, as we're putting these things together, obviously there are some bits that uh, never existed to be put brought back. What are, you, what are you talking about? The best of Neil thing that we're doing. Well, where did this come from? Well, I, I could even... I saw that movie, okay? I told you that, Gaslight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order that for you, too, with Charles Boy and Ingrid Bergman. I well, saw you're going to see it again. Maybe I didn't see it. I don't think you never saw it, where he's trying to drive her nuts. We're about to send off the best of Neil things. Yes. And I'm... Why do you keep asking me these because things? Because it's important. Why? It is not important. It, it, it is. It's only important that we peddle a lot of them and raise a lot of money for... Uh, Obviously... I want to put the uncensored Abandoned versions. Pet rescue. You want to do what? uncensored versions of some things on there. Yes. That we haven't been allowed to play for a long time. Yes. That have some language on there. Yes. Yes. I'm sure that there's no problem with that, right? Of course not. Okay, that's as long as we have the thing on the label there that says uh, warning. This oh, may piss off some uh, fanatic idiot this out there. This is flashing an electric warning Great. light. Great. Good. Boing boing light like this. If you touch the CD and you're under the age of 75, all those little Martians are going to pop out of it and just jump into your pants because now that mole left. Got it? Got it. Good. Purported Bin Laden tape. They're just all over this like stink on Maddie Bell, man. They're just obsessed with it on CNN today. Ah, purported. There's the picture of Osama Yamama. We got him yet? No. How about uh, I'm in a pie man? No. Now, we thought we did, but we didn't. How about Al Zarkow? We got Al yet? No. Al Qaeda? No. no. Al Jolson? I was a book of working on that Golden Showers bit for Ricky Martin. When Golden Showers. I don't know what you're laughing about. I'm serious. That would be a great bit. I don't know if he could play that hoochie coochie uh, Ricky Martin music, but I'm, you know, he could do it. If there's anybody can do it. If there's anybody sick enough between the ears, there is the man. Old Chicken Neck. And be very careful with him because uh, you know what's going around with them chickens. Uh oh. 883. I don't know. Need 117. Not looking too good. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Did you watch Oprah the other night? Yeah, I don't watch there. Oprah, sir. Okay. They, they had that boat girl on there. This thing is driving me nuts, man. What girl? The girl that went on the cruise ship with the husband. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. An hour. An yeah. hour of babble. Oprah had her girlfriend, her so-called friend that she that travels over. That story is everywhere, sir. Uh, Rita Cosby did a 75-hour marathon on it this week, so uh, forget about it. Then, and you wonder why the American public are dumber than sawdust and why they don't have any clue what's going on in the world. That's what it's all about, man. Keep you pre preoccupied with crap. Oh, American Idol is back. And they got 84 billion people watched it the other night, and Miss Fudge is all over it like stink on uh, Lynn Samuels. Oh, God. What's the use? Like I said, I'm taking all calls this year. No more stories. Right. You like that? Oh, it's kind of scary, but sure, let's do it. Yeah. All calls in 2006. No more. I mean, we got no more anyway. Who now wants to hear some old fag on the radio trying to, like, uh, make something happen by educate the public, passing along useful information? We're going to talk about Riviera Beach all day long. That's what we're going to do. And Luis Lopez Fitzgerald. Thank God for that call. That was the only good call we've had in months. 567-0560. Well, at least the guy's got a sense of humor, okay? Instead of this morbid garbage, man, I hate talk radio. It sucks. And as far as across the street getting all whipped up about these numbers when you got like mostly ones and twos. I mean, what, what's their biggest number there? A 2 4? Hey, yeah. I and men? When, and they're like uh, getting whipped up about that. You, Gary, I guarantee you. And you just wait. Mark my words. Put a, put a, take a magic marker and put a like ink spot on right. it right now. Flag it, Josh. Right now. 
that Barry Jackass and Jim Sarney, since it is Thursday and tomorrow's Friday morning, they'll be writing heavy duty, and especially Barry Jackass, because he's got his head up Joel Feinberg's butt all the way to his navel. Uh, oh, and uh, 790 Waxy uh-huh. is making big inroads in the winter in their fall rating book, and yada, 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 and QM is all done, and bada beep, bada boop, bada bop, and that OJ and the uh, toast and the uh, phlegm and whatever else they got in there. Oh, man, old mucus man, whatever they got. Mark uh, Eisenstein. Well, that's pretty nice. Is he off altogether? Or they like uh, they came like at four in the morning again. Uh, want me to go see if anybody knows? <coughs> well, wouldn't Josh know? I heard that he um, is in charge of the Dolphins broadcast. Oh, he's the one. Oh, I'd break his knees then if he's got something to do with that Jimmy Syphilis being on there. God, that is pathetic. What do you think? All calls in 2006. Oh! What do you say, John? Josh is going to screen him. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's a great idea. <laughs> oh, you know, he, just, he doesn't really know. We don't screen calls on this show. We don't play those stupid no, ass games. Let's talk, to, uh, let's talk to Eddie and the Riviera Beach. Just tell let's me, talk to Al. Sally. And by the way, let me say, speaking of Sally, you women out there, we've got a lot of you people listening. They will not put us down in their diarrhea. No, they won't. We don't exist. I, 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 it's, it's not this show, because on IOD, I mean, it was the same filthy, uh, disrespectable show. A lot filthier than it is now, because we can't say anything. And uh, they wouldn't, uh, at IOD, we got two shares in women, or two, two, five, whatever. It's not great, but it's something. Here, we can't even get a two-two in women. We're struggling now with, uh, like, a five-share in men. What kind of a number is that? What kind of a number is a two-something and a three-something? What, what is that? Thank God we got Joe Bell now. I don't want to say he's got a heavy, heavy load to carry now, but, boy. Greg Reed just about destroyed. He decimated us. And now Joe's got to pick up like, what did I say all those times I talked about Humpty Dumpty, you know? Mm-hmm. And you pick up the egg and you drop it on the floor when you break it into a million pieces. And then you don't know how to put it back together again. You keep going uh, like Greg used to do all the time, going Eww. like that. Yeah, what do I do now? Like, yeah, over and over again. Hey, Greg, what do you think of that morning? If he'd have taken a little more care of serious business as opposed to monkey business, maybe we wouldn't be in the dire straits that we're in right now. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Another trained monkey. Twelve minutes after one at 560 WQAM. Finally, a TV experience like no other. Comcast Digital Cable with On Demand is easy to use and lots to love for you, too. And today you can try it for just $29.99 a month for four months. Why is TV so much better with On Demand? For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want, whenever you feel like it. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so, with programming including free movies, kids shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and so much more. You'll always have something good to watch right when you want to watch it. And don't forget about Control. With On Demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, and fast-forward programs using your remote. And you can't get all this with satellite. I'll guarantee you that. With up to 250 channels plus On Demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could ask for more? And best of all, On Demand is free when you have Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime, sit back, and you'll wonder how you ever got along without it. Call today, order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with the power of On Demand for just $29.99 a month for four months. Call 954-COMCAST in Broward or 305-COMCAST in Dade. Call for details, certain restrictions apply, in Dade, 305-COMCAST and in 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Then Neil Rogers. That's absolutely... Angelina Jolie stopped into the doctor's 
I guess it didn't take Brad too long to figure out what's in the box, huh? 117 at 560 WQM. What do we got? With what? Oh, that. Besides tourists. We got nine something. What do we got? 904. Oh, crap. What do you got? <laughs> on that old pole. I beg your pardon? Well, I had to uh, re, re uh, like. What do you mean you're on the old pole? What, what is that? The mean? one that the one that I printed up for you. It uh, it came back up when I needed to resend it to Eric. Ah, I see. Nine oh six. Well, that'll teach you. That's God punishing you for trying to rub it in about Magnolia only getting one vote. Aha! Uh-huh. I like it better than those people. Uh, well, you know something. Take, I, I don't want to go into a whole boring thing here on this, but take a look at all the movies that got more oh, right, too. Chungking Express. That sounds like a place you order <laughs> out Chinese. What is that? Well, that's Chungking uh, Express. My ass. Uh, Purple Rose of Cairo. That was that was actually good. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Is there a movie by that name? I thought that was like, uh, what you call know. it? Huh? I thought that was in the heat of the night. Right. Well, what does that mean? They call me Mr. Tibbs. Google that. Is there really such a movie as that? No. Uh, Josh is Googling it now. They call me Mr. Tibbs. I think there might have been a sequel to it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's the only reason I'm not just poo-pooing it right off the bat. Poo-poo. Caca. Uh, Sunset Boulevard. That was better than the Magnolia. Get yeah. out of here with yeah. that old bag, Gloria Swanson. It, it had an end to it. Oh, here we go with that again. Yeah, yeah you got an end to it, too, okay? Man, they call me got to kick it. They call me Mr. Tibbs in some 1970 police movie. That's it. That's oh. the sequel. Okay. Well, so there is a movie. So what are you poo-pooing it for, for crying out loud? Tibbs. But, I mean, 1970, did you say? Yeah. How come they got the years for uh, most of these, but, like, Dracula's 1932? I know that myself. Dracula only had two votes? Oh, jeez. Oh, I mean, it's older than these people. I, I don't care. Don't you think everybody has Josh seen Dracula with Bela Lugosi? I might not have seen the one from the 30s, but I've seen oh, many Dracula. Oh, jeez. No, I can't. I'm going to fall on the floor. I can't take it no more. What a, there's been a million know? Draculas. I've seen at least there's only There is only one. Okay. Like Father Marin said in The Exorcist, there is only one. And that is Bella Lugosi. All the other ones, Peter Cushing, Cushmere and Tukas, uh, oh, Frank Lemangelo. Oh, I hated that one. Oh, boy. Yeah, the Bram Stoker's version Bram was Stoker's. very good. That was very good. No, it's not Dracula, though. Well, it, and it's also not Renfield. very good. Oh, That's Renfield. Not Renfield. Renfield was great in that. Let me say it again. The only Renfield is whatever that guy's name was. What's his <laughs> name again? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. And the only uh, whatever his name is. What's his name? Him, too. No, I'm talking ben, about not Renfield. I'm talking about uh, Professor Von Helsing. Von Helsing. Edward Van Sloan. Yes. Isn't that it? Well, the Bram Stoker's one. How come I remember that, but I can't remember the name of Imaginary Heroes? By the way, did we get there yet? Um, Prison Break or whatever it's called? Primal Fear? No. Still is not there? Henry I Gibson. better, during, during the next break, I better uh, do a little Amazon.coming on there and see what's going on. Tracking it? So, yeah. Well, while you track, track it, track. I'll go check the mail again. I haven't checked it for the last time. I bet you it's out there right now. Before I waste my time doing that, you right, right now, just take off. All right. All right get out of there. Get lost. Turn you the mic off, though. <laughs> oh. Man, he is just turning into a real hard ass. Have you noticed that? He just ran out of here right now. Good, good. Maybe he'll trip and fall and, like, knock some sense into him. 70s idol, teen idol, Leif Garrett. Now, you don't know who that is, do you? I've heard. Uh, oh, so you don't want to know who that is. You're Trust right, me. probably. Only, only old fags know who that is, like me and Larry Box. Hey, Larry, how's it going, Larry? Hope Larry Box is still alive. 70s teen idol Leif Garrett pleaded not guilty Wednesday to drug possession charges after he was arrested for allegedly trying to ride the subway without a ticket in L.A. Oh, geez. How the mighty have fallen. Garrett, 44, was charged with felony possession of heroin and fair evasion. Not there. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Alice Rantel's got his uh, picture up from one of them uh, teeny bopper magazines from uh, 30 years ago. He was in a teeny bopper magazine? About 30, man. Leif Garrett. Oh. He was uh, as your package there? No. He was held without bail for allegedly violating terms of his probation for a previous drug offense. He pleaded guilty in March to attempted possession of cocaine-based narcotics and placed on probation. 
An email seeking comment from a spokeswoman listed on Garrett's website was not immediately returned. Garrett was arrested by L.A. Sheriff's deputies Saturday evening on the platform of the Pershing Square Red Line Station downtown for allegedly not having a ticket to ride the train. He didn't have a ticket to ride. Deputies yeah. then allegedly found suspected narcotics on a musician actor, officials said. I bet you don't have that. Ticket to ride, baby. Let's crack it. it up. The Beatles. Here we go. As Ed Sullivan would say, the Beatles. Come on. Don't have it. Give me a minute. If convicted, Garrett probably would avoid jail time under a law that sends some convicted drug users to treatment. Like I said, here's Ticket to Ride, the Beatles, which was on the other side of... Huh? On the other side of something. Well, the one time I don't want you to stop because I'm looking it up. I want to see what was on the other side of it. It was definitely the B-side, which is pretty amazing because that's a great song. Down, 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 down. Let's see. A P.S. I love you. Hard day's night. There's only like 4,000. My God. Ticket to ride. It doesn't say what's on the other side. Maybe I'm wrong. It was number one for one week. I guess I could tell by the number. Capital 5407, but I don't... Maybe it wasn't on the other side of something. What an idiot I am. I guess it was not. Well, there was something on the other side. Somebody will know. Maybe maybe Chicken Neck will go and uh, potchkey around and find the... Uh, what it is. I'm trying to anyone know. Hit on the other side of Ticket to Ride. Trust me when I tell you. Anyway, Leif Garrett's up to us, and nobody cares, and nobody knows who he is, and believe me, you ain't missing nothing. Hey, Leif! You fairy! He turned over a new Leaf, is what I heard. I like that. Cocaine-based narcotics. Right. You know what that means? That means he took a powder. It's crack. A B.C. powder. Crack. It means crack. B.C. powder. Crack. Don't be giving me that crack. Are you going to talk about Leaf Garrett's crack? Crack him. I always knew about you. <laughs> okay, what do we got now? I wonder if he's got Martians in his pants like uh, Mo Howard David did. Well, we sure miss Mo already, don't we? <laughs> Curtis will be along where Mo used to be between 2 and 4. Now maybe we'll get some audience back. I mean, 9.22, we need 78 and 37 minutes. That's like a little more than 2 a minute. You folks better get on there because if we don't get 1,000, we're going to be really depressed and might never come back again. We're just going to haul ass and leave town. I'm just going to head up the old 401, eh? Get out of here. 5670560, oh, you really believe I'm going to take all calls the rest of the year? No. Why not? <laughs> uh, here's a good one on line 9. QAM, whisperer line. Hello? Hello? QAM, yes, sir. This is Andy Captain Missouri. I'm sorry, Missouri. Just calling hey, to... You're handicapped in Missouri? Yeah, handicapped in Missouri. Oh, Andy, handicapped, I see. Ah, uh, yeah, terrible story. Anyway, I, uh, I'm i terribly sorry for putting your uh, you wonderful people into a coma last week on Friday. About what? Oh, it was my, you know, babbling and babbling. Yeah, well, don't, don't do it again, Andy. Five six seven. Now we're getting chronic regulars on the out of town oh, line. They don't have talk radio in Missouri. He wants to share his misery with all the rest of us. Andy, stop. Okay, you got to. He sang the town with that affected sound. You know, like uh, like that. Andy, stop it, please. Okay, continue listening online. It costs you nothing, and the price is worth it at four times the price. <clears throat> we have plenty of calls on here. The lines are smoking like halava, baby. They're like salmon. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. That was rain on the flip side of that song. Rain? How yeah, did that I go? Uh, God, I can't sing now. Well, I mean, like, like, I'm a little... Uh, a when the rain guys. comes, you come in or hide away or whatever it was. Oh, like I said, nobody ever heard of that. All right, what was a good song? Too? Well, what was the other? There was another what album. What album was it on? What album was it on? What, Ticket to Rotten Rain? I don't think it was on an album. Oh. I'm probably smart. They probably left it off. Rain. Ticket to Ride was on the, on the Help album, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, bye. Thanks for the help, Pally. Thanks. And uh, bad, don't, don't try auditioning on American Idol. You'll never make it. No, tickets are right. See, that was a good help. call. He gave us some useful information. No, no I did not. If you take, no, listen to me. If you take 45000 a day, you're going to get three or four useful calls. Well, Rain isn't on here. 
It was not on where? On the album. So well, of course it was, course, on no, it was not on that album. No Ticket to Ride is, though, he said. Right. Is Ticket to Ride swingle. on? Mm. Damn it. I, don't, I never did that before in my life. What, paper cut your tongue? No. I just took a swig of my soda, and like half of it went down my chin and down my T-shirt. What's that all never about? Never done that? Maybe you no, never, be, never before in my life. I beg your pardon? From that piercing that you have right under your lip. <laughs> yeah. Told you oh, my that. God, for my Billy Pierce, huh? Told you, go for the nose ring. Don't pierce your lip. Or if I was as old as you are, I'd say for my Mildred Pierce, since you're such a big Joan Crawford fan. Nice oh, yeah. shoulder pads, honey. This That's is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Checkered pants. 911, what's your emergency? You have a hairball. Oh, it's your owner. What happened? He fell out of his wheelchair? Is he still breathing? Okay, can you go check? I'll stay on the line. Good, good. Help is on the way. I know you're scared. Just stay on the line with me and think happy thoughts. Imagine a giant mouse filled with catnip. Is there anything else you need us to do? Of course you are. I'll have one of the officers open a can for you. Oh, who's a good kitty? Yes, you are. Who's a good kitty? Oh, who's a good kitty? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, man. that That's guys with cats. I mean, women with cats, I can understand, right? Right. But a guy with a cat, right. I'll never know. People with cats are people that can't relate to dogs. People that are too shallow to relate to a dog. In fact, probably, probably they're people that dogs hate like poison. Now, never people that have that. cats and dogs, that's so the dogs feel better because the cats smell so much worse. <laughs> I mean, ever see anybody, ever know anybody with a dog that had a doggy box in the house? No. How about some doggy litter? What do you say? No, I don't think so. Especially not when you have... A golden retriever. Anyway, 942 votes on the poll. We need 58 in 28. That's a little more than two votes a minute. Can we do it? That's the question. In fact, I hear the rumor that I just started that if we get to 1,000 votes by 2 o'clock on this poll, they're going to triple our bonus. Forget about that number two crap. What do you say? All right. Let's start that rumor and spread it around. Now, what was Eric's response to the besides, whoa, beside that about this uh, movie poll? No problem. That's why I had to go back to the other thing. I had to load it up, the thing that I faxed you, yeah. and then just send him the link of it, and then no problem. He separated the Godfathers mm -hmm. with a hose. How, how the hell did we do that, by the I, way? I don't, know, I don't, I don't even know why we, we did that. What? I don't know why we did it. Well, either. why not? What, what, uh, that's a good Bumping. poll. What's the best movie of all time? We always do, well, what's the best movie the last 20 years, the no, last no. 10 years? I don't know why we lumped the Godfathers together, I guess. Oh, because I think you said that. I, must I know I sure as hell wouldn't have said it. I know I wouldn't have. It must have been. And I know we sure as hell didn't put Godfather 3 on there because whoever uh, said that oh, was the force fed 17 cannoli for lunch. Kick pun. Who's death in 2005? <laughs> Oli Oliva. Man, that's the Eli Wallach. Could he act or no. what? What a jackass. Now, now, wait a minute. Didn't he die finally? I don't know. I think he did. Eli Wallach. I think one of the. We kept, we kept checking every couple of days to see if he croaked yet. We were hoping. Man. Eli Wallach. A legend in his own mind. Who and I, I don't care what you say. I think that um, what the hell was the actor that played Hyman Roth that had the acting school? Oh, jeez, oh, we forget. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, he was very famous uh, for his uh, sure. teaching acting, but those who teach uh, don't know how to do it. Isn't that what they that's, say? That's what they say. I don't think Eli Wallach's dead. Good for him. But what, look up uh, how you're going to do this. I guess you got to Google Godfather Two. Yeah. Go to IMDb and do a Godfather 2 thing and uh, check Hyman Roth. He's Roth. 90. Eli Wallach is 90. Eli Wallach is 90. Well, good for him. I hope his kishkis are uh, twisting uh, because of those cannolis. 
Whose death in 2005 was saddest to you? All the Americans who died needlessly in Iraq, 222. 222. Johnny Carson, 116. Richard Pryor, 110. So, Johnny, that, that's where the real battle is going on. Johnny's edging ahead of Richard. I hate this poll, 79, and none of the above, 72. Hunter S. Thompson, 53. Pope John Paul II, 42. What a great, wonderful Pollock. Luther Vandross, 32. Ann Van, uh, Bancroft, 29. Peter Jennings, 18. Rosa Parks, 16. Bob Denver, 13. Nipsey Russell, 13. Who did Moe? Lee Strasberg. Lee Strasberg from the uh, Strasberg School of uh, Bad Acting. I, I, and I don't know about you. I didn't think his acting was good in that movie at all. And he, well, kept he acted like a dying old man. <laughs> and, uh, I was convinced. I, I just, uh, no. He gave me spilkies. Don Adams, 13. Simon Wiesenthal, 13. Speaking of old Jews. Eddie Guerrero, 12. Was he Jewish? Terry Schiavo had a dozen. Not if you count her. Cube! How the hell did it... You know, when you think of the alien thing and the Terry Schiavo and you wonder how you keep your sanity. Hank Stram, 8. George Best, 7. He was the best. James Doohan, 6. I thought there was another guy that, from a Star Trek that died. Wasn't there? Well, uh, the other guy had died years ago. What's his no, name? Bones. Huh? The guy that played... Oh, McCoy Bones. ...had died. Uh, yeah, he's already Bones. Uh, speaking of Big Bone, Fat Rich, 6. John DeLorean, 6. Pat Morita, 5. Paul Winchell, 5. Don't you love when people say, I'm not fat, I'm just Big Bone. Uh -huh. <laughs> Frank Perdue, 5. Man, oh man, I sure hope they kill all them chickens. Don't forget, kill a chicken for Christ. Choke one. William Rehnquist, 5. Eddie Albert, 3. Sandra D, 3. Ed McBain, 2. I, I, I have no idea who that is. Johnny Cochran, 2. Howard Morris, 2. William Lehman, 2. And only one, Solamente Uno, for Louis Nye, Vincent Chiavelli, Barbara Valgettis, Max Schmeling, Pat McCormick. Michael Vale, Frank Gorshin, Dick Weber, the bowler. He was no uh, uh, Eddie Kowalik's. Jack Anderson, William Proxmire, Skitch Henderson, Sir John Mills, Barbara Bell Geddes, Arthur Miller, who actually was married to Marilyn Monroe, which means she had bad eyesight. We knew that because she was also married to Joe D. Uh, and then no votes for Link Ray, Sid Luff. Did you look up Sid Luff, who was married, I'm sure, to... Um, in fact, isn't Judy Garland's uh, one of her daughters named uh, something? Lorna. Lorna Luft? Yes. Very good. Yeah, she was married to, uh, what's his name, Manelli, right? Millie Vanilli. Vanilli. Uh, Eddie Albert, no, no votes for these. Eddie Albert, Prince Veneer, Shirley Chisholm, uh, Ossie Davis, Gene McCarthy, that's bad. Ralph Edwards, this was your life, Ralph. Heldegard, John Ray, Tyrone Davis, Prince Veneer, and Saul Bellow. They just don't know Saul Bellow. He was mellow yellow. I wonder if Donovan's dead yet. I only hope he doesn't make any that horrible music. Somebody fax some information here. In fact, we got two faxes on Ticket to Ride. John in Louisiana. That's our buddy. That's our Louisiana contact. He's uh, writing from underwater. By the way, you better get out of there, John. I hear it's a chocolate state. We'll just eat it. <laughs> Ticket to Ride was on the Beatles album Help. Well, that's what we said, isn't it? Yes. Which was originally titled Eight Arms to Hold You, but quickly changed. How do you like that? Ticket to Ride was number one on the charts for one week in May 65, knocked off by the Beach Boys. Help me, Rhonda. I don't like that song at all. No. I love the Beach Boys, but that's one of my week. very least favorite. You like that, Help Me, Rhonda? No, not really. Or I hate it. It stayed on the charts, Ticket to Ride, for 11 weeks. Well, that's not what my book said. It says nine weeks. The flip side was a song called Yes It Oh, Yes It Is. That's the song. Yes, I love that. No, that's Help Me, Rhonda. You got Yes It Is? That's one of the fairly obscure, but one of my very favorite Beatles songs of all time. Even better than Ticket to Ride. Yes, it is. And what did the guy try to tell us was on the other side? Rain? Well, guess Ooh, what? Uh, Don't rain on our parade, pal. You're full of it. Yes, it is in Ticket to Ride. That was the two uh, flip sides. You got it? I bet you don't got I, it. I don't. Well, it's good. Yes, it is. It isn't. Here's one that says, By Lennon, this song has, to, uh, has an interesting origin. First, it was sung during a skiing sequence in the film in Austria. I bet you John Jarris has got a ticket to ride. Too bad Leif Garrett didn't, which, again, has nothing to do with the song. The fact that it was a, a skiing sequence in Austria. The origin of the title was that in Hamburg, Germany, wow, 
Prostitutes were required to have regular medical checkups to ensure that they were okay. okay. As a result, each girl, upon receiving this clean bill of health, would be given a card to carry, attesting that they were medically fine. Lennon thought up the phrase, Ticket to Ride, to describe these girls in their respective cards. Ah, the song itself describes where a girl has taken a ride out of his life, recorded February 15, 1965. Note, when Ticket to Ride was released as a single in America, its B-side was a song by Lennon titled, Yes, It Is. It appears on the Beatles' Past Master CD, Volume 1. Is it on there? Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It is. Not on your stuff, but it's on, it's on there somewhere. It's a great song. You know the song, don't you? Yes, it is. Huh? Yeah, no, no but we don't have it. Oh, well, I'll, uh, maybe I'll have to go out and buy some Beatles today, huh? Or maybe some old Ed Sullivan uh, CDs. <laughs> oh. Man, oh, man. Ed Solomon. That's what my grandma used to call no That was her name, Solomon. Have no neck here. Just shoulders okay, how are we doing on this vote total here? 961. We got 20 minutes. Oh, not looking good at all. Not looking too promising. Not with this crowd. We'll never make it to 1,000. That's because we've been 964. We need 36 votes in 20 minutes. No chance in our pants. Just Martians. Are we going to do it? I'm telling you right now, if we don't get to 1,000 by like 12, uh, by 159-something, I'm, I'm taking six, seven months off. This is Neil Rogers. So is George and Josh is going on strike. This is 560 QAM. Hey, Neil, it's true. I can have an orgasm just driving down I-95, but only if you're driving beside me. <laughs> I need your love, John. Yes, you know it's true. I hope you need my love, John. Just 50 bucks for you. Oh, hold me. Touch me. Use me. Bust me. I need my share of love, John. Eight times a day. I love you every day, John. Just look straight at the blinds. I think this is my best side. Get a tight shot of my behind. Rectum. Oh, hold me. Touch me. Use me. Bust me. I need my share of love, John. Eight times a day. Eight times a day is just a lowball average. About 30, man. Eight times a day is just enough to pay my bill. Ooh, I need your love, John. That's twice this week for you. I hope you need my love, John. My house payment is due. Oh, hold me. Touch me, use me, bust me. I need my share of love, John. Eight times a day, eight times a day. To teach my husband how to. Eight times a day. It's good to see you, Daddy Quail. Love me every day, John. You're always on my tail. Make me scream for pay, John. Cause soon I'll be in jail. Oh, hold me. Touch me. Use me. Bust me. I need my share of love, John. Eight times a day. Eight 
147 at Kathy Willis, man. She was really something, wasn't she? Can't say it on the air, though. We got uh, on the Sun Sentinel pool 2,246 total responses on their online pool. A group strongly supported by Florida's Republican Party wants a voter referendum this November and whether to ban gay marriages and same-sex civil unions in the state. They're not just satisfied with a same-sex marriage thing and civil unions, you know. I went and voted. Are you for or against the ban? You voted, I don't care. I, no, I voted. I'm against the people that are for the ban. Oh. I'm in favor of the ban, 41.4%. I'm against the ban, 53.2%. And I have no clue of what it's all about, 5.4%. I want uh, gay people to get married so that they won't be gay anymore. I see. And then uh, they'll make you forget about your problem. Be happy or gay. Right. So how do you like that? And, of course, that's in Broward County, and probably a lot of our people are around here. Uh, for our, and we're going to make our 1,000. How do you like that? Now, can you imagine if they took the same poll like in Alachua County? Oh, <laughs> or in Lee County? Or in Collier County? Oh, boy. Man, oh, man. Do we have a Cobb County? Yeah, we got Cobb County. That's in Georgia. Oh, okay. Imagine if they took that poll in Georgia. I heard the oh, corn man. How about the, the poll question would be, who would you want to lynch first? Guys getting hitched or a civil union for civil war? 996. Boy, some lucky person out there is going to be our thousandth vote today. And if we had the cash, we'd bring come down. George would come right to your house, and uh, Josh would run in and give you a million dollars in cash or whatever he decided le- left over. Pocket. Five money. bucks. 996. How do you like that? You have a little faith. I told you we'd do it. Our audience comes through for us. All phone calls from now all the rest of the year, except whatever stories I want to read, like this one. You don't think I'm really going to do that, do you? No. Get Miguel all bent out of shape. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's our programming expert. I'll tell you one thing. He sure got a better uh, pulse of what's going on than our program director, uh, Clarence. Well, he, he listens. I got news for you, Clarence. You better start staying away from them ball games, like I told you. This place needs a hammer and a couple of nails and needs to be put back together again after the damage, the destruction that Greg Reed did, our consultant. <laughs> How do you like that? This man is our consultant. That's got to be one of the biggest jokes in the history of mankind. You call that a consultant? <laughs> you call that a format? Okay, just calm down. <laughs> I'm looking at those men numbers, Mary. You know, all the stories, the hurricane, and we got, we got Scrooge because it was December again, so November, December sucked. And, that, you know, part of that is true. And nobody speaking English got any diaries. But, but, I mean, come on now. Twos and threes on this radio station in men, 2554, living and breathing men. I say we like all hop in George's uh, big vehicle there, mm-hmm. and we uh, head up to our Beltsville, Maryland, and take care of it. <laughs> right. I'll bring a club. Put a little, uh, knock a little sense into them bastards out there. Teaser. The battleground for women's rights is expanding from the boardroom to the bathroom. And a serious legislative initiative nicknamed Potty Parody is giving new meaning to the term separate but equal. This from a Christian Science Monitor, so it must be true. The new push, the new pish, which is quietly making its way into construction standards around the world, says restrooms should provide two to three times as many outlets for women as for men. In that sense, potty parity bills offer women more than parity. It finally may trim the uh, long lines for women's rooms at theaters, stadiums, and highway rest stops. It's a good thing, said Carrie Roberts of Reading Master Shopper at the Prudential Center Mall in Boston. She says the wait time for restrooms needs uh, to be the same for both men and women. There's always this conversation, this conspiracy among women waiting in line in the bathroom. She says, well, Nora's always asking, is there anyone in the men's room? Can we go over there and take it over? When it came to restrooms, architects and lawyers used to think in terms of square footage rather than the number of outlets or physiology. But studies show that because women have different needs, mm-hmm. on average, they spend twice as much time in the bathroom right. as men, Ain't causing longer lines. I'll tell you, I was at that Fort Lauderdale airport, that uh, horrible trip back from hell. 
And the ladies, there was no line at the men's tea room there in the Terminal 4, but the ladies' room, it stretched out all the way to the uh, concession stand. Man, how was that all about? They were, I think maybe they were having a sit-in. You know that. How do you spell that? 152 at 560 WQM. we got Curtis Stevenson coming up. Now he's, uh, is our close personal friend Todd Cavalier going to be doing the update? I sure hope so. Wow. That is really special. Hey, Todd. You fairy. And then we got the Mad Dog 47 and the uh, Panther stuff with Jesse Agler and uh, Gildy and <laughs> Silly Ass uh, Red Deer Randy and then Eddie Kay after we get that out of the way. Panthers kick Phoenix ass. Hey, folks, if you want to see the most amazing fireworks stunt show ever, then make plans now to go to Pompano Park on Saturday, January 28th. That's a week from this Saturday to see the unbelievable show called Hot to Trot. Australian trainer and driver Vince Sylvester and his amazing horse, Hand Me Silver, will race around the dark track, shooting off more than 2,000 rounds of fireworks from the back of their race bike. Sylvester will drive the horse while standing on the shafts of his race bike, holding the reins in his teeth and 15,000 candle power marine flares in his hands. There will be a spectacular infield display after the show. You have to see this Hot to Trot show to believe it. And again, mark it down on your wrist Saturday, January 28th at Pompano Park at 9 p.m. That's a week from this Saturday. And, of course, like always, Pompano Park features free admission, free general parking every day, live harness racing in the poker room, open every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Poker starts at noon, live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25 and a p.m. And don't forget, every Monday night at Pompano Park, a two-for-25-dollar dinner special at the Top of the Park restaurant. Every Wednesday night is dollar night for draft beer, soda, hot dogs, and more. Pompano Park, just a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road, and, of course, simulcasting every day, seven days a week. For the new race schedule, go on web on the web at pompanopark.com or call 954-972-2000. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Sports Radio is what the Q's for in My pizza and shoved it into my checkered pan. Now you can't kick mo around no more. All that makes got my butt sore. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. Just for old times, I think I'll go and hail the fumes of the fleshly and curtain men's room. I've had enough of you, big guys. Not using as You bastards should only drop dead men and die. Back in for the car that I drove on town. I go to my orifice and clean out my desk. That is, if I only had an orifice or a desk, I'll slap up the poker, put a public, and watch the shoppers from a bench. Absolutely. I wonder if Raymond felt this way when he got turned down for a day. Joy, 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 joy,
here, but you sport old queen, take points at last to me. Bye, bye, bye. 158, we got Curtis standing by now. I just changed the pool. We got the final 1,015 votes. Thank you very much. Right. They did it for us. We got 1,015 for the old queen. And I changed the uh, thing there, the best movie of all time, which will give them plenty of time. I mean, like today, tonight, and all weekend, right? This is tomorrow's pool. Right. Don't be giving me a song to dance. Oh, no, this is yesterday. No, this is tomorrow's pool. We're just giving you a head start. And the worst part of it is, where, how do I find voting for train spotting? Oh, there it is on the bottom. Well, that's where you expect <laughs> to find it, on the bottom. I watched it again um, the other weekend. I beg your pardon? I watched it again the other weekend. What's that, train spotting? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it. Still spotty. I can't find uh, Magnolia. Oh, there it is. Oh, boy. Uh, and I don't. I really don't believe that, but I'm voting for it just to give it a, a leg up. You know what I'm saying? Just to give it one vote. That's what the Scoran always used to say. It's always good to have a leg up. And from what I understand. Okay, look at that. Somebody voted for Godfather, and he put part one. Oh, Jesus, Eric. And I, uh, I wrote it out the way it was supposed to be, too. <laughs> That's okay. Don't, don't change it. Just to piss off that guy, that uh, you know, that nitpicker. Oh, there's no part one. Just to separate so they know what we're talking about, okay? And right. I didn't know no Godfather. It was an olive oil business. So who voted for that? For what? Oh, probably Eric, because who else would know that, that we changed the pool, right? Oh, there's people clicking on it constantly. What are you talking about? They're clicking on it? Yeah, click on it. refreshing this. all the time. It is refreshing and it is mild. Okay, so we suck. we got a lot of work to do. That's good, because otherwise you get fat and complacent. we got the fat part down to the science, but the complacent part. And by the way, that promo that rejoined there about Howard, David. Hey, forget about the ball games, Clarence. Get your nose to the grindstone, sweetheart. Bye, bye, bye. 